Enjoy the show. Well, yeah, you know, you did try to give the entire crew of the Enterprise space COVID and all, but, you know, we're looking over that. There's over a hundred films, TV, and theater. And an overall good human being. Yes. <laughs> Correct. It's probably most important. That is the most important. I probably should have led with that. Oh, you don't know me that well. <laughs> <laughs> when you start to draw the letter S, do you start from the top or the bottom? Top. Okay. <laughs> Star Trek outfit Star indeed. Trek. And of course, we will engage <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> which, which, which clan are you with? I don't know if I can engage with you. Oh. <laughs> I um, am, wait, I'm going to say it wrong. Tra, tra, uh, the one you don't want to kill. <gasps> <laughs> I, almost, yes. I wanted to say Tralesta, but I almost said Tralesta. I knew you did. I could, you okay. could feel it. <laughs> so let's start off this podcast. This is a Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation. This is the 204th podcast in the Media Network. Of course, this is the Triforce podcast, the only podcast to gather all five infinity stones of nerddom and bring them all together in one convenient podcast for you. I, of course, am Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man, and to my right in studio again is co-host uh, one Christopher Bristow, the old man, <laughs> our producer, the omnipotent presence that is Big Brother, Stephen Bucarell. And in the Perjanger box, we have not only... Katarina Thermoscara, all the way in from Thermoscara, wonderful woman. We have our Iron Kelly. We also have a very, very special guest where you can actually check her out on, at Tampa Bay Screams Horror Convention, March 19th and 20th. She is the ultimate Billy Badass on Elm Street. Of course, you know her and love her. It is Lisa Wilcox, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, Welcome to the show, Lisa. Hey. <laughs> Ultimate, it is a true honor to have you on the podcast. And I can't believe that you have actually joined our little rinky-dink <laughs> program. Um, but, I mean, you, you're, you're mainly in horror. You're in sci-fi, comedy, romance. You're just an amazing actress. Over 100 films, TV, and theater. And an overall good human being. Yes. <laughs> Correct. It's probably most important. That is the most important. I probably should have led with that. Well, you don't know me that well. <laughs> <laughs> or you didn't watch your episode of Star Trek. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you did try to give the entire crew of the Enterprise space COVID and all, but, you know, we're looking over that. <laughs> Just glancing over that in there because you were in Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, and, of course... Star Trek The Next Generation, Season 3, Episode 9, Uta. And this episode, Star Trek The Next Generation, The Vengeance Factor, became so prolific that Uta is featured on Star Trek The Next Generation Monopoly board. You made Monopoly. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's well, like I say know. to my mom, I said, I don't have a star on Hollywood Boulevard, but I am on the next gen Monopoly board. <laughs> <laughs> I would take that over uh, over the star anyway, any day. You know, you know, you know, you made it when Hasbro has has significant. You know, oh yeah, they they stamped you. 
<laughs> Once you get on there, though, people will flip you upside down in anger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll be breaking families apart one square at a time. <laughs> right. That's right. But um, something I wanted to ask you, uh, sorry, guys, I'm just going to roll right into it. Is, Do it. Uh, Go for it, Ken. Like as a Star Trek fan, but also just as a fan of your work in general, because it, you're one of those actresses that, like, when I started to go through, not only, like, I was like, oh, she was a MacGyver, and then, like, I could remember. Yeah. yeah. Like, episodes. Like, I can remember, because your face is so memorable. And, yes. um But I do uh-huh. have to ask you, like, you've done both film and television, and you did the series, Bill and Ted, and you've done all these movies. Like, do you have a preference does one like which one do you think is well which one do you prefer i should say i think my favorite set to be on a sort of set is um is our sitcoms um they are so much fun because what happens is you get your script and you start on a monday and you rehearse and you do blocking it's like doing a little mini uh, a, a little mini play every week and um we rehearse and then at the end of the day uh, network comes down and the writers and producers come and watch and and they take notes and they change lines and change scenes and we get you know the revised pages and then we come back the next day and we do it again and then by friday it's showtime folks and we have you have a live audience probably not right now but anyway uh, (laughs) having that live audience so it really i love because my training is all theater so um it's just it's a really relaxed way you don't have crazy 14 hour days or anything like that it's like very civilized and you're getting to create something for an audience so that is probably my favorite favorite venue i would say secondly though i do love filming on location um especially when we all like i just did this movie called mystery spot in a little town outside of dallas texas and we stayed in this old inn on 11 acres with cows and amadillos and this kind of thing and we all like stayed at the inn and and filmed at the inn and that was really fun so those kinds of things too because acting gets to take you like all over the world which is pretty cool (laughs) when is uh when is mystery spot supposed to uh, uh debut um, they just finished um, all the editing and everything, and they're actually um, submitting it to film festivals and whatnot. It'll probably be a Netflix thing, um, awesome. but it is being submitted as we yeah, speak. Yeah, if you keep in contact, we'll, we'll definitely plug the movie. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be great. Wholeheartedly, yeah. Now, obviously, Kat already mentioned MacGyver. One fans will also remember... Mr. Belvedere. No. Um, (laughs) Walker, first off, this is what I really want to get into. You have worked with some of my absolute favorite people of all time. Not only just Patrick Stewart, Jonathan Frakes. um, You have worked with Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Will Ferrell. And the Jedi Master himself. Mark Hamill on Watchers 4. (laughs) My question to you is, obviously I'm an ultimate nerd. I follow Mark on Twitter. Oh, George Clooney as well. What is it like working? My mom's going to be excited. She watches the cast. What is it like working (laughs) with all these people? Like, obviously we hold them in a, 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 you know, a certain light. Is it something to where it's just, this is the job, and oh, he was a really cool guy. Or are you nerding out just as much as we would? Oh, are you kidding? My first day on set working with Mark Hamill, I was 
flipping out. I was like, oh my God, Luke Skywalker. Oh my God, oh my God, Lisa, can you are cool? Keep your cool, remember your lines. You know, I was I was totally geeking out. You didn't ask um, him if you were going to Tashi Station. And he's the you? sweetest, most lovely, lovely man. And um, awesome. in fact, when we finished doing uh, the movie, we did Watchers. It's called Watchers Reborn. It's also known as Watchers 4. Yes. Um, he invited me and my my kids and my husband over to his house and we're hanging out on the patio we swam in the pool and actually kind of a funny story we <laughs> so my youngest son was about three years old at the time and uh they had a bowl of cherries on the patio table and we're just you know shooting the you know talking and chatting so he, my son is eating cherries and i look over and like half of the bowl is gone <laughs> and he proceeds to throw up <laughs> well a lot of us here are kids and his wife's patio okay? <laughs> oh and he and they have three kids themselves and he was like oh no problem yeah. he just grabs the hose and he's hosing my son vomit okay <laughs> can i have that as a tv wow. show <laughs> i want that as a tv show alone it's crazy because three of us here three of us in here are parents as well so we completely understand like <laughs> Like, that's an awesome story, but we completely understand where you're coming from with that. Like, so. the mortification of your child doing something like that. No, they're and someone else in the most yeah, exactly. inopportune we get it. times. But Mark yeah. Hamill's out. I would, I, would, uh, I would be, like, so embarrassed. Play the clip, by the way. I was, it, was, it was really something. But he made it. He was like, it happens all the time, you know. So, yeah, and, he, he's, he was the love. We and, of course, that. your favorite, your newest favorite, Young fan has a message for you, which is welcome, Lisa, the Triforce. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi. Well, thank you. What's your name? That that That's is a pre-recorded message from old man Christopher Bristow's son Connor. Oh, he and is five years. <laughs> he will be cute. five years in May. Yes. Already very instructed cute. the old man to have him start off with Star Trek episode. <laughs> oh, we maybe not ready for you know Nightmare on Elm Street yet. He's he's already started on Star Star Wars. Now, as you mentioned, being a mom, um, were there things that you like? How did you how did your children feel seeing you on television? Like, did you let them watch certain things, or were you like, no, you're not going to see me in this? Or fortunately, I mean, most of the things I've done are pretty G-rated, you know. Um, But I didn't let them watch Nightmare on Elm Street until they were thirteen. And how did that go over for them? Fine. No, they thought it was cool. They're like, Mom, you're a redhead in the movie. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it went great. But but it's very interesting because, um, you know, this I lived in Los Angeles for many years. And, you know, everyone is an actor or a writer or a producer. Uh, my husband was the writer, producer, you know. So, so ki- the kids are pretty much like, you know, jaded in a way you know what i mean like oh everybody's on tv right right <laughs> you know yeah speaking you... of uh oh sorry <clears throat> no 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 go ahead. go ahead speaking of uh nightmare on elm street how was working with uh robert england oh he you mean uncle robert <laughs> um, yeah no he he's wonderful he he really is he's we're really one big family um it's very interesting especially i would say the cast of nightmare four we've just stayed super super close 
and no robert was and robert had already had you know some big credits yeah. he was doing the tv show v mm -hmm. and stuff and and most of us were you know pretty much pretty green off the truck you know uh and but he was just lovely with us he he really was supportive and um helpful and he was he was great he was great the last question i have speaking of um Nightmare on Elm Street 4, there's one scene that I don't know how you didn't laugh during it. It's the it's the uh, what a suck face scene uh, <laughs> where he goes up to her and he's just like does that thing with his tongue? And, I'm, and I see in the background, I'm like, I would be dying. I would not be able to keep a straight face in that scene. But I mean, it is what it is. It was just, uh, I thought that scene was like a lot of the deaths in those movies are awesome but some of them are just so, like the lead up to him is just like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> so now to my question here is, what is your best time on set? If you I had to pick one or a few, set. what was your best time? Like, you know what? I The, the picture could be absolute crap, but, man, I just had I the love. best time ever. An amazingly cute doggo. <laughs> this is Chester. Hi, he probably want, he doesn't Jen, he's not really a lap dog but he decided he wanted to say hi <laughs> <laughs> hi you talking um, my best time on set gosh there's so many i mean i don't know what to say gosh um i i would say one that stands out is doing the brady bunch um the tv movie behind yes. the scenes yes. playing florence henderson and carol brady that was so cool because we are on the brady bunch set I mean, yeah. I grew up watching the reruns of Brady Bunch, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was so cool to be in the wardrobe and the hair. They they did like a wig and then used my real hair for when she had that hairstyle with the stringy things. Yeah. <laughs> and then the wig and the the beauty mark, you know. Oh, um, but wearing the clothes and being on that set, that was that was so that was awesome. Did Florence Henderson? Uh, MacGyver was really fun too, because okay. I love that show. Who doesn't love MacGyver? You know? Oh yeah. And working with him, he's so cute. Um, <laughs> yes. No, he really is. And um, oh, I loved also filming on location in Dallas for Walker, Texas Ranger, um, Saving Grace, and I play a nun in that. It's just a, it was, they played it at Christmas time, and it was such a beautiful story. And this church we filmed in was just absolutely amazing. Um, I gosh, I could go on and on. I think on every project I've done has been a great time on set. I mean, it, it just really has, you know. Nightmare Elm Street was cool too, but it was mostly on a stage. Um, again, I love being on location. That's just more fun and right. seeing you new seem towns to just like and, love what you do, and it's awesome. Yeah, I do. It's yeah, great. Funny. It's the best job in the world. <laughs> now, bringing it to the Philly connection. Of course, there's a Philly connection because she was on <laughs> Boy Meets World, 93 to 95. Right. As Chris and TV voice. And then yes. they put another dash <laughs> for TV voice again. <laughs> yep, I did. And we filmed that in um, Studio City. It was actually filmed, although I know it takes place in Philly. But I actually did film in Philly um, a, a movie called uh, The Church. Yes, I and saw Bill a bunch Mosley of stuff is, with the church. That looks amazing. And Bill Mosley was also in it, so I got to work with him for the first time. That was pretty cool. And we filmed in this, like, 160, 70-year-old church and in the part of town where Will Smith grew up. Yes. So that was, that was pretty cool. That is awesome. So a lot of ties here, but also 
I also noticed a little venture that you're doing because in 2000, you founded a foot, a custom footwear and jewelry company called Toe Brights. Yes, yes. And that was with Tuesday Night, who played Kristen in Nightmare 4. And uh, we were a wholesale jewelry company. And she was making these adorable illusion band toe rings. And we bumped into each other of all places at like Office Depot or Staples or something. And and she, I was like, oh, my gosh, these are amazing. And so we became business partners and I invested in the company and we started from home. But and then we were like she was like training our we were calling our girlfriends to learn how to make them. Mm. You know, we're buying the dowels and the vice and the Swarovski. We only use Swarovski stones. And then we got a huge account, um, Long's Drugstore, which is like a CVS, you know. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to fill this order? (laughs) Um, And then we got a third partner who had actually a factory in Pacoima, California, close to downtown and office space and all that. And, I mean, literally, we started this from our dining rooms and our homes. And then it grew to where we had huge distribution in Japan. I went there several times doing shopping channel and um, boutiques all over the United States, and um, it was we were in the Nordstroms and you know department stores and stuff. Oh, wow. It was really it was it was. I had a few, fun. so I know. I, I know. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Which ones do you have? Do you remember? Um, I had like it's like a flower, like a daisy with a little crystal in the middle. Yes, I had that one, and then I had one that was like um a moon, like a crescent moon. Oh, I had them too. Um, I don't have them anymore, but I had them. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, yeah, they, they were, were there. They were At one point, I had them. For a while. They were. Yeah. Uh, bringing it back to your acting, just because uh, once you've been on these shows, like say MacGyver, or even like Star Trek, because they are they're sci-fi or they're like kind of fantasy with MacGyver, where he can take you know like a, a coconut and a, and a paperclip and, and build an airplane. <laughs> That's great. After you've been on the show and just kind of seen like the behind the scenes, like what the sets are really like, how they do it, does it change the way you see the show afterwards? Like, is it something that you just kind of like, huh, I know how they did that. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still like just into, into like buying the whole thing? Um, You know, what, what happens is I have grown and continue to grow my appreciation for production. Um, I mean, the amount of detail and time that is taken for the props and the wardrobe and seeing and and since you brought up Star Trek, I mean, that was an amazing experience. I mean, they have it's a football field and they turn that space into a planet, you know, and you're sitting there going, I feel like I'm on a planet, a new planet, (laughs) a different planet. You know, I mean, it's it's just phenomenal. And there's a scene when um I'm with the sovereign and and um, there's a fire going and all that. That's a real fire that they built out of rocks. And, and you know, I mean, they they I mean, it is so real. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, I would say I definitely walk away each time going, wow, what is that nightmare on Elm Street? I just love the diner. Mm-hmm. Um all the detail in that and when it becomes the creepy diner with the you know cobwebs and all that and the <laughs> dust and i just love that stuff if i hadn't been an actress i would definitely have would have gone into props or something like that so uh, that's amazing and i have to ask this because obviously 
you bring in the horror and the horror community are a different kind of, you know, geek and nerd culture there. Is there a different fandom that you would love to be part of, like Doctor Who, the MCU, DC Extended Universe? Or is there a fandom that you would want to break into? Something that you're itching to, like, if they called your if they called your phone right now you would say yes you know marvel calls you and say hey we we need you on you know captain marvel 2 are you answering i would love to be part of wonder woman <gasps> you just spoke you just you <laughs> just, just, spoke to her you heart, just yeah. made <laughs> katarina's <laughs> month right there i that i i love female i would orders, love to see you, you know? as an amazon you would yes. make a, a rocket <laughs> amazon there we go absolutely well, we need to get around them mascara, guys. Mm-hmm. No, nope. and there's a film. Well, there's two films um, that I'm involved with. Uh, we're not going to make you. Yet, we're not going to make you violate any is... NDAs. <laughs> 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 Only if you can. Please tell us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to be that woman on the horse, the warrior. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, that, that, but I, there's two films actually um, that I have contracts with and that are along those lines. So oh, I can't that's wait. Exciting. I can't wait. I can't to wait it. to hear those announced. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I can't that's wait. Excited. Definitely, me, definitely. I have to start yeah, getting my body in shape. <laughs> I got to tell you, we're you obviously going to talk about it because that's huge news. You know, no, I, I've got uh, that COVID padding. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is already doing it. That's great news. That's great news. <laughs> that is fantastic news. And I wish you the very best with those contracts that you're excited oh about. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I am excited to hear what they're going to be. Um, but I did watch your Trek episode today. Oh. And um, my final Trek question. Sorry, guys. <laughs> did you get to keep your costume? Because that dress was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Are you not kidding? It was beautiful. And no, we did not get to keep, we don't get to keep our costumes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that out, that costume was hand made. Did you made, try you to know, sneak for it me. off? Yeah. And, the, it, and that piece, the bracelet, the necklace and yeah. all of that, that was custom made as well. Oh, wow. Um, but it's so cool, the detail and the thought about how they create, you know, an alien, you know, and I had, mine was fairly subtle, but, you know, I had the you had tattoo, a tattoo and, right there, and yeah. the little forehead piece and the way they did my hair. I mean, just every detail is is amazing. But believe me, I wish I got to keep it. But no, that hair but it's is... been auctioned off a while ago. Oh, what I don't it? know how much it. I would honestly. Though. Because they have the Picard I series going I want to try to do that hairstyle on myself. I would love for them <laughs> to bring Uta back. For the Picard series in the in the future uh, to see she where was you're going into oblivion. Um, maybe something else happened. Loopholes and plots. <laughs> maybe maybe Riker saved. Trying to make more work. Cat, you a lot. He liked you a lot. The right, final episode did. of Star Trek. <laughs> and apparently he didn't have that many girl love interests, I guess, throughout the series. I don't know. As someone someone who knows Star Trek really well was saying that he really only had like four or something. Maybe you know. Like relationships. Like, re- like, like love interests. Love interest, like he would get in a relationship yes. with. Yes, I would agree yes. with that. But like he, he was, was he was definitely advertising. You know? yeah, he was advertising. He was always that, available. That, that, that light know? was always on. For a good yeah. time. He was, he was Motel 6. He kept the light on for you. And it's 100%. Yeah. So, and Jonathan Frakes, too, is so handsome. Super, super yeah. handsome. I had a mini little crush on him. No question about it. 
Um, but it's kind of funny. Um, I've, we've run into each other occasionally at um, uh, the conventions, you know, mm. and uh, he always says, <laughs> and the reason I think he remembers that is because when we were filming that scene, I present Parthis, this right. green thing, right? Thank and he's, and we're filming, right? And he, and he, all of a sudden, the director goes, "Cut!" Well, the Parthis had green food coloring on it, and it was staining his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> we stopped filming for like an hour and a half because they had to get it off. I mean, I mean that beautiful smile. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? Anyway, I think eventually it was peroxide. What he had to like brush his oh. get. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's a scene he'll never forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it real weird. food? Like, what was it? Was it? It kind of looked like Brussels sprout. But it was like a jello thing. Oh, okay. Like molded gel- jello with the green food dye. And I hate to think if someone's head rolled that day. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Jonathan Frakes is coming yeah, to his he, own. He uh, kicked Deanna too. off that table real quick to make room for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, another tidbit that I saw that I found really interesting is that you were a Wendy's girl. You uh, worked on several Wendy's commercials that helped put you through UCLA for your arts degree. Yeah, they sure sure did. Um, I did about I don't know maybe six seven commercials in like a in a year or something. And one of them was Wendy's, and I did a couple of them, two or three of them. Anyway, that w- and back then it was you know that was a national commercial, so you get amazing residuals. So believe me, it, yeah, it paid for my apartment my four years. That's more. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Commercials, are unfortunately, are not so much like that anymore because so many of them are non-union. So, which means you don't get residuals, which really is, I my heart goes out to beginning actors right now because believe me, commercials like that, um, that's what kept us going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Until we got our episodic or TV show or whatever, you know? So, anyway, the industry has changed dramatically. Wow. I also noticed on your IMDb bio, it said that you took a break um, from acting and then you came back to it. Um, and by touching what you're saying that now the commercials are not union, what are some of the big changes that you've noticed from when you left to when you came back? Uh, definitely and the commercial thing. For the better or for the worse? For I will, for the worst, I would say, um, to to for all of a sudden... Um, commercials to be so majority i don't know it's like 80 percent now are non-union even big brands you know um and that's just terrible 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 uh also um some things are better because there's so much content out there now um so in some ways it's kind of easier to get a job because there are so many more opportunities right right um are, are are available um but i would say you know and and films going more more non-union films and and that kind of thing and it's just um it's really a shame because actors need that one sag union you know money goes towards your your pension and towards your health insurance and all that and by things going non-union it makes it much more difficult to survive yeah now i i also saw here that you're you have a youtube channel to where you go over the fourth and fifth uh, movie locations. So, obviously, that's very limited 
in the uh, places you can go and the content you can produce. Is there any other kind of drive for you to do that, like your own podcast, your own YouTube, uh, just cr- taking that creative <laughs> control in your own hands, even indie movie films? Because I've seen you've done a lot of short films. You've done a lot of, you know, uh, limited series. You've done a lot of really uh, interesting pieces. And is there any, do you want to take the reins? <laughs> no. i i I love being on set and i love working on a character and that's where i that's where my heart is it it just it really is now not to say the youtube um show that was fun and i would i would do that i i want to do more episodes and bring other cast members and go to more of the locations um I didn't even finish Nightmare Four. I still had to do the the graveyard and whatnot. And and I mean that was fun. So that is something I I would do. And again, here it is. Lisa loves going on location, so <laughs> um, it's something. But it is limited as far as I could, you know, as how far, far as you can go. But even still, like you still have stuff that is yet to come out. Like seasons, you play Callie McNeil. Um, that's expected December thirty first of twenty twenty one. So you still have stuff yet to come out. Um, seasons, for those of you that don't, haven't done a deep dive into what she's doing, yeah. is, is uh, the description is a fall is torture. Winter is a nightmare. Spring is pure evil. Summer is murder. Sometimes <laughs> the seasons never change. <laughs> Doesn't that sound I just like, love the script. You know? Yeah, I, I love this script um, when I read it. Um, ben- Benjamin um, Swicker uh darling man and i just so talented he i i when i read this script i'm like oh my god this is so good it's really <laughs> fun and there's going to be a couple of other nightmare on elm street people in the um the film as well so oh, awesome. uh, yeah it, it was exciting. it was a blast it, it was it was so much fun we filmed in the mountains um which was super fun in california and yeah, you, you're you're in for a treat. I assure you. <laughs> I'm just really excited to see where your career goes from here because you've done you've moved across mountains so far, and <laughs> you have a bunch of new nerds that are going to be following your career <laughs> on a whole 100%. other level. And nerds that have been following your career without even realizing it. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. I know. I know. It's a lot. It's interesting too because it's like. I, I mean, I've played, like, from nuns to prostitutes, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, all over the map. <laughs> and that's why I love my job, you know? I mean, it's so much fun and to have different looks and, you know, yeah. all, all of that kind of stuff. So um, I have one yeah, And it's interesting at conventions, you know, nowadays. I mean, for instance, Nightmare on Elm Street was, you know, over 30 years ago, Nightmare 4, to start with. And but and families will come up. It'll be, like, grandma and then her daughter and then her daughter. <laughs> And then the baby, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like four yeah. generations in front of me, you know? It's so cool. Um, certainly um, families, it's so interesting, just bond over horror. You know, yeah. it's like, it's the Friday night activity. Which horror film are we going to watch tonight, you know? Yeah. So it's it's really fun and very unexpected. Had no idea back then, you know, how I'm prolific so glad that it's, Nightmare that would be. 
I'm so glad that you're you're having such a positive experience just like across the board, but I think it also just comes from you. You seem just like such a positive person. Yes, positive person. It's the attitude. Aww. It's the absolute yeah, attitude. You put positivity out in the world. But also, unlike she get, Matt. Also, she, <laughs> thank you. But also, she gave us a podcast title from Nuns to Prostitutes. <laughs> yes, Lisa. What Agreed. we do with our podcast Agreed. titles mm-hmm. is we take something that was said during the podcast and we make that the title. So you yes. just gave us the podcast. Title. <laughs> Absolutely, it's all yours, baby. <laughs> I have one final question Give for that you. When, on giving. Are, when are you uh, are you going to be happy that we're potentially going to be doing live cons again? Like oh seeing gosh, that yes. open up and just seeing your your fan base. Oh yeah. No, I miss it so much. Um, I miss seeing fans. I miss the experience and traveling and I miss, um, my buddies, you know, like, like the cast, I were really tight, you know? So I just so miss it. I mean, and you know, doing a convention, it's, it's a weekend party, man. I mean, it's just so much fun. I really, yeah, I can't wait. I've been doing, um, some small, small venues, um, they've been completely safe. Um, in fact, you know, I come, you know, Florida next week. Yeah. And I was just in New Jersey, and then I was in Dallas, and I was in Houston, and I did. So, you know, I'm doing like I've done drive-in theaters, um, and you know, outdoor things, and some indoor with yeah, plenty you're of doing what's available. All that, yeah. but limited, of course, you know, <clears throat> ticket sales. But, but I can't wait for the. The big ones to come back, you know. When, I hope when, all of us to be. Go ahead, Kat. Come um, back to the East Coast so that we can all, like, you know, rush your table. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, whenever the next. We're one all going to do it Philly. together. All yes, of us. we are. Absolutely. Yeah, we we're going to have okay, to. I'll be ready for you. <laughs> so, I think I speak for everyone by saying that it has been an absolute pleasure. To Absolutely. have you on this podcast, oh, yeah. and you are always yeah. welcome back. Any project you, you plug, have working, anything you want to plug, let us know. You'll be on in an instant. <laughs> it is an absolute. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, and it's been, dare I say, a dream. <laughs> <laughs> but to wow. make this the most interesting experience that you've ever had on guesting in on a show or a podcast, I had to think of. Only a question I would ask. Oh, my Uh-oh. Here we go. Here is my weird question, and then we'll let you go. <laughs> when you start to draw the letter S, do you start from the top or the bottom? Top. Okay. <laughs> and I am still alone. What, but- what kind of weirdo does an S from the bottom? Me, this weirdo right here. <laughs> That's why well, it's did my. Did you not have a childhood? But... Yeah, I do my S's yeah. from the bottom. I'm all about efficiency. What's the most the most common <laughs> you letter that you're gonna do? A, a millisecond. Yes, because the most not even the not most even. Fit, the the most popular letter that you put next to an S is a T. Where do you start the T at the top? So you start from the top, start from the bottom on the S, and you start from the top on the T. That's saving you a monumental amount of milliseconds. <laughs> what is this question? I. That's, that's the question. Just, just saying. Like nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bringing it back. Do not. Do full not circle. Feed it to him. Do not. Feed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought most people did it from the top. Am I, I right? I do most it from the top. Most people do. Yeah. That's no, most. Most normal people. Yeah. Any of you guys left-handed? 
<laughs> I am left-handed. No, right oh, on there you go. I'm right. Didn't know that. Um, Didn't know that about our Katarina. Uh, All right, learning never, things every day. We never seen her left-handed. Both were on. Well, I wasn't on Star Trek, but both love Star Trek. Both love Wonder Woman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she is your spirit animal. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. Right on. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining, Lisa. Feel free to drop out anytime. And okay, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You were thank amazing. you guys. I had yep. a great time. You Lisa a, Wilcox, yep. ladies and gentlemen, thank and you give so your much. dog an extra squidge for me. <laughs> Absolutely <Okay>. monumental. <laughs> All right, ciao. Bye. 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 Thank you. <laughs> and gang, that was. Absolutely, the that best. was amazing. That was the best thing that was ever. So cool that we could I have ever like, done. Cry. <laughs> I know you. I know you do. I know you it's do because camera. everything she said is exactly what you wanted to hear. Yes, it was. You were, the whole time, like especially when she was like, "I wanted to be Wonder Woman." You went. <gasps> <laughs> I heard. See, this is why I say my yeah. face needs deliverance because I might not say it, <laughs> but it's all there. Like I was. Ah, uh, she was awesome. She was amazing. Mark, I don't care if you ban me from your store forever. Thank mm-hmm. you for this. I'm still gonna do this every time you say it though. <laughs> so I tell you what we actually join here for for every week, and it's not actually our dreamy guest that was Lisa Wilcox. Tonight the devil's working fast food, Pablo Escobar. Young Adult Turtle Martial Arts and more on the Triforce Podcast. And we want you to, of course, hop over here to PJANDWH.com where you're going to find all of the funniest moments from this podcast mm-hmm. right up top here, as well as last week's Lugnuts podcast, Lamborghini Stand the Man, as well as last week's Triforce Podcast, Pokemon Legends, Asha Twat's Golden Stream. That's still funny. <laughs> And, of course, we want to go over to the first story, which, of course, is the devil. Oh, no, 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 no. That is Lisa's stuff. So we go right there. There we go. I had other stuff, but we just kept it on Lisa and everything. So our first story is the devil (laughs) is a part-timer is getting... A second season. After eight years of being dead, the anime about Satan working in fast food is finally returning for the show's second season. Okay, he feels better. And uh, the show's new season was announced over the weekend and included... Anime music blasting loudly. <laughs> um, that sort of included a trailer showing off some of the new visuals for the season and the returning voice cast. The Devil's a part timer follows Satan himself after he was nearly defeated in his own world and has escaped, of course, to modern Tokyo. In order to survive and eventually find his way back to his own world, the devil assumes a human identity and takes uh, a job at McRonald's uh, fast really? food restaurant. McRonald's? Well, yeah. Not McDowell's? No. They, <laughs> you know what? They probably couldn't afford the McDowell's name. Uh, so they went with McRonald's. If it's, not, if it's not Arches and it's not Arcs, what is it now? Golden M. 
Golden Streams. There we go. Magic. <laughs> we found oh, another that title. That's not what Golden Stream means. <laughs> no. no. In the closet. Oh, well. Of course, <laughs> being a demon king didn't prepare him very well for food services. If you would imagine, hilarity ensues. First season of the anime was originally released in 2013, but didn't earn much of a following. However, in the years followed, it did gain a cult following, especially in the U.S., where the show had a long run on Netflix and is still available, like our main man Connor loves the show. (laughs) (laughs) That was a young drop, too. Yeah, man. And uh, while the trailer showed off some of the re- uh, returning cast for the new season, it's not clear what the studio will be hand- how they will be handling the animation. Uh, the original season was held by White Fox. By uh, there's no confirmation on whether it will be returning for season two, and it's handed off to another studio. Devil's Part Timer season two is missing a release date, but after eight long years, just announcing that we're getting another show is enough. I, I, I'm for it. Anime, I mean, I'll, I'll watch anything anime. The first and the first season was spectacular, but it was one of the anime things that happened where you will have the best anime series ever, and it will only have one season. Uh, Deathman Wonderland, same thing. Okay. The Devil is a Part Timer. There's a uh, uh, No Game No Life. There's a bunch of really great anime that just stay at one season one even season though animes. they lay all the lore in there and the prospect of a rich story like a nice you know moist chocolate cake and it's just left at one slice i love you chocolate cake god damn right and chocolate cake loves you but it shows. <laughs> <laughs> the Devil is a Part-Timer is streaming I'm until on Netflix until March 31st. So go and check it out now. The other thing that you should have checked out is this next story because Zack Snyder's Justice League leaked on HBO Max early for Tom and Jerry fans. It's loading. Say what now? I, I don't yeah. follow. So some users logged into HBO Max to watch Tom and Jerry. Unlike Big Brother and myself, they saw something different. We actually just we saw unfortunately, the unfortunate we movie. We saw Tom and Jerry. It was and Tom and Jerry, and, and we, we didn't, didn't make it through it. It was not the Tom and Jerry that I remember, and it went all It never will be. Even, no. even on TV, it, it's not the same anymore. It's always a disappointment. And you know what? Same thing with Rocco's Modern Life. Kel, did you watch the Rocco's Modern Life movie they put out on Netflix? It was shit. Don't. Unfortunately, I did. All right. Well, yeah. I can't erase that memory for you. But no, you can't. I'm glad I didn't. We did try to watch Tom and Jerry. I wanted to like it. I suggested it. I wanted to like it. I laughed a few times. But the problem is that it's just it's there's something that's missing in it. But a few people, schmucks. That's how we know. Practically nobody saw this. But a few people clicked on Tom and Jerry, and they got to watch the four-hour Justice League movie on HBO Max. That pisses me off. Those lucky fucks. What? Yup. Yeah. That is Some of those that started, most that (laughs) that didn't, got to see the cartoon Cat and Mouse battling in death. Instead, they were met with an accidental showing of Zack Snyder's four-hour cut of the Justice League. 
so movie that is not out until March 18th. And Mark says, ugh, Snyder. Yeah. Now, one of the tweets that did actually get the person got to watch it, he said that they give you Marvel, like, visual effects quality. That's nice. Don't say anything else. And he said, spoiler free, you're going to love it. Now, that alone gets me excited for this movie because one thing, one of my gripes with the Joss Whedon cut was that it did. It wasn't like Marvel effects. It didn't. It didn't pop. It didn't hit me. It. It wasn't there. Well, it's not supposed to be Marvel effects. Justice League <laughs> is supposed to be a darker movie with a lot more Martha. Okay. More Martha all the time and mustache. That mustache and Martha also a good contender for the podcast title. No, Lisa won it. She did win. Yeah, Lisa definitely won that one. She definitely won that one. Um, While several people online noted that they were able to access the film, the Hollywood Reporter even confirmed it was able to be accessed, it appears that the problem has since been fixed. So if you were going to watch a few of the Snyder moments on the Tom and Jerry's, you're too late. You will be met with Tom and Jerry. And disappointment. But it's Jerry and Tom. I, I don't care. I think I think I think we're all kind of just settling down now. On the next story, though, I'm still not even fully paying attention. I'm sorry, guys. I'm thinking about about everything that I should have asked and I didn't because I was like, I know I I was so taken back. But I'm also taken back by this next story, which is Marvel is reportedly developing an X-Men titled movie, but it's not called the X-Men. It's called Go Down the Mutants. Um, there we go. Because they're not including the X Men name, reportedly. It's just according to uh, allegedly, yeah, uh, illuminaries. Hashtag no X Men. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah, Marvel Studios has started development on MCU's X Men reboot. Kevin Feige is producing the project as usual, and is expected that it is being developed as a feature film. Uh, there's no. Known plot details, writers, directors, cast members at this time, but it, it was reported that the tentative title is called The Mutants. It's not confirmed, and it could potentially change. Um, how are you feeling about it if they just call it The Mutants? No, I, mean, I don't the, care what they call it. Just give me a good movie. Yeah, just make the content good. Because and a lot of Tom and Jerry, I don't give a shit. Just make a good movie, <laughs> and not central around one character. Like, yeah, you know. Well, a lot of people are saying that the name X Men is not inclusive, even though we are all human, <clears throat> Homo sapiens. I tried to link it to that one. That one didn't really work. But the point is, is it doesn't really matter what you call a rose; it's still going to smell as sweet. And the X Men, no matter how you look at it, is just a great property for Marvel. But every verse has its thorn, man. It does. <laughs> they should just call it the X Dudes then. Everybody's a dude. Gen X. You're a dude, I'm a dude. Sub dudes. Why not X Force? Just call it X Force. Wait, isn't there already an X Force? There is an X Force. That's what I'm saying. Just do an X Force oh. movie. <laughs> They're just going to start changing names of the X-Men. They're going to call Jubilee Because in current comics, the X-Force is kind of like the CIA for Karakoa, the mutant nation. So if you just do like a CIA fucking, you know, NCIS style mutant show, that'd be fucking awesome. That Simpsons episode is like throw some CSI angles in that too. (laughs) 
<laughs> Listen, all I care about is the theme song. Give me the X-Men theme song. I want to, even if you just add it as a subtle Easter egg and like as the credits roll. Copyrights. Take you off. Why are they getting off of X-Men and just calling it that? I wasn't. I don't think they're less inclusive. They are. It's a rumor right now, but they're saying that they're not going to call it X-Men. It's either one of two things. And that's why we don't feed into rumors. It's either one of two things. One, they're they're just giving us a swerve, and they'll eventually name the the X-Men when they actually name them the X-Men. Yes. Or... The the the, swer- the other swerve is is that uh, someone's not reading the source material again. Well, here's the thing: there's it's not just the X Men that were mutants. Everybody were mutants. They're not everybody, but there was a vast majority of people who were mutants. So is it going to be a way a to movie, tie in something else to it? Yeah, having a movie that's Deadpool. just titled or like the Inhumans. Yeah, that's just titled the Mutants. Having so that, wait. and then Speak- just eventually it's, it's, at the end, Easter egging in the Charles Xavier School. It's going and to having start, that bring it back, and yeah. then bring in X Men later with X Men vs. Avengers. It's going to start X-Men Deadpool vs. three as killing the Inhumans and thinking he killed the X Men. Speaking of Inhumans, remember I asked about that show like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I went up, I went and watched it. It wasn't that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Like, you guys were making out to be, like, really bad. You cut off Medusa's hair. Her hair. First of all, and how did comics, you get first, the first ugh. three minutes of that episode where her hair was banging him, too? Like, where where in yeah. that did yeah. you think this is quality television? Maybe you know what I mean? Like, the phone rang and the hair that is, like, literally massaging his naked body. It links up. out, grabs the phone, and hands it to him, and you're thinking, it's not that bad. Cat, it, it links up to his tentacle porn bad. fetish, okay? Some we don't kink shame. I'm not going to lie. Some things are bad. Yes. That's the anime that is the porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, talking to, I'm not talking about the cartoon. Though. I'm talking about the show. No, I know. Yeah, I, we this just still got to poke fun at your Twitch. tentacle fetish. So, yeah. well, I, shit, I remember tentacle. We've had, we said that thing. <laughs> We said we the said moment I broke Matt, Kelly, it was We're all a nice mess March today. Day. We said we said tentacle board to Matt for like the first fifty episodes. Yeah, now once I, they uh, shaved uh, off her head, I just transposed it onto you. It's fine. I actually started to get into the story because her hair was too much of a distraction for me. It but was. I do so, think so that say, it was not well cast, and the story I, wasn't that. I great. like. I'm a huge fan of Black Bolt. Yeah, so, well, yeah, and I think I, that the actor that they got to play him is a wonderful actor. He's yes, Captain Pike. He was good for him, and he's freaking amazing. I think he did a good. job. But I don't think it was. I don't think it was written well. You took these characters, and like the sister, and even the dog, like every. I yeah. don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again because when no, I wa- I watched it when it first came out, and I was just their research on the source material. No, you you don't need to watch it again, Kat. You don't you don't need don't, to. Don't, don't, I want to give him the know. benefit of the doubt if he's saying it's not that bad. Maybe I'm looking at it too harshly, but I don't know. Maybe I was just such a fan of Black Bolt that like this, your this, fandom is blinding you a bit. I will say that be. because his name? I wanted Anson to Mount, wa- right. Anson I wanted Mount to like Black it. Bolt. Yeah, I think so. he was. It was like. Great casting and terrible casting at the same time, only because you have someone that has such a way of engaging people with his with his speaking voice and his facial expressions, and you cast them as a character that can't really talk. Well, yeah, yeah because so you kind of took one of his 
I would best to tools of an actor away. <laughs> well, look at, I mean, look, you look at the the face with Mando. They took facial expressions away. But if he tilted his head a certain way, you picked yeah. up, oh, he's pissed off now. That's the thing. Is Black Bolt. Yeah, but he, he could still he talk. He, Black Bolt, he can't speak because if he speaks, he will blow up the earth. Like, right. if he sneezes, th- the universe That's is it. gone. So I feel like they took this guy who's such a great actor and kind of handcuffed him, but you had to because that's his character. But with the Mandalorian, I get it. You didn't have the face, but you had the voice and he still could do like expressions where Black Bolt was, was like sign language and, and just like, like, what was it? The, uh, the Doctor Who movie to where they were going over the uh, original Doctor, there was a line in it to where the Doctor was saying, just to play devil's advocate here, he was saying... Why are there so many words in this script? Can't I just turn and give a look? Wasn't that an episode of The Office? I don't know. I haven't I watched Why that. say many words when less words say same? I, I honestly could not get through one episode of The Office. What? I understand I the character, I and I like the character. I just... And, and Anson Mount is, is an incredible actor. I just... I felt bad for him because one of his major things is his voice. And... Yeah. This character, he couldn't use it for some reason. I'm just and I don't think that I and I think part of the re, the the thing of them not knowing how to to work with that is a failing of the show. Like well, you that may have been that if, this is what this character is, yeah. but they wrote him in such a way that they didn't even give him that instead of trying to to work with that and do something with it, they they made his role more background than anything. Like he wasn't as prominent as he should have been but that's exactly where you know you have a fan of an actor and they're like well no you're cutting out one of his best qualities yeah and that's well, also that's, hindering the show as well as shitty writing <laughs> so it was kind of double fold there but yeah i wanted to like it i enjoyed parts of it yeah, i enjoyed same. certain characters same. you know i Gor- like the casting Gorgon of medusa i thought that's she was what i'm great. saying i'm saying it wasn't that bad wasn't she like, parts yeah. There's parts of it that were re- that were good, and then there was parts of it that wasn't. Crystal it, it, was great. Originally, you made it seem like it was like, do not watch it. It's terrible. Like I was yeah. like, and I have to. It's Black Bolt. Like I love Black Bolt. <laughs> well, that's the do you think though? No, but like watching it now, already having like the standards way lowered for you by us, like pile, like dog piling on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, after watching it with much lower expectations, and at the end of it, do you think that they did? Black Bolt dirty. Some parts, in, in some ways, yes, like you said, but I don't think he did a terrible job at what, what he had to. No, I don't think he did either. I just think that they made this show with a character that they knew could not speak, and instead of um, figuring out how to work around that, they just made him do less. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you're right about that. I mean, I, I liked scenes where he was actually fighting, like even the. Right in the beginning when he was fighting the cops, like it was right. a good, good fight scenes. Like, yeah. and he did a good job of like because you got to remember, I don't know if he did this on purpose or not, but even him like breathing heavy, yeah, making even like he had to learn. Black Bolt had to learn how to keep his breath in, like when yeah. he, he had to, when, when he slept. Even right. I was about to say, even when he slept, like you can't even go. Atlan's yeah, gone, yawn, like yawning, he snored. Yeah, none of 
You know? <laughs> Yet there's a debate. My ears that, would that, be bleeding. And Thanos in the in the cartoon. What's in, that? In the comics, um, Thanos sl- beat him. Uh, what is it? Sleep apnea. God forbid he needed a CPAP. <laughs> Good lord, man! If if Black Bolt had had to have a CPAP because he had slap uh, sleep apnea. Then we would all be fucked. There would be no universe and no Triforce. That podcast. machine would be dead on an X. <laughs> but yet, but yet Thanos beat him in the comics. Well, well you, you know. know, comics are written by the Jeez. writers, not by the yeah. characters in them. So yeah, so Batman wins an awful lot. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's. Batman. If you give him time. <laughs> if you give him prep time. <laughs> I stand with I stand with Frank. Batman don't need no prep time. He's already prepped. But somebody who else is prepped is this human, next story. Superhuman. <laughs> Always. Yeah, yeah. Human. Superhuman. Always. Well, one person is making this next one a superhuman, which is Disney's CEO, Bob Chappick. So bad. Is supporting <laughs> Kath- that was not a really good Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> in the future of Star Wars. Disney's CEO, Bob Chappick, voiced his support for Lucasfilm head Kathleen Kennedy during the Walt Disney Company's 2021 annual meeting for shareholders today. Chappick was forced to speak up uh, in support of Kennedy when one Texas shareholder dropped uh, the surprisingly aggressive question of whether or not Chappick was planning on firing Kennedy and uh, installing the Mandalorian showrunner John Favreau to head the Star Wars franchise. In response to that, Chappick said, we look forward to having Kathy uh, directing the activities of the entire Lucasfilm operation for many years to come. So it seems that Disney is fully committed to sticking behind Kathleen Kennedy for the time being. I don't think that's what actually happened. I think Favreau declined. You think he just said no? No, he doesn't want that responsibility. If he did decline, that's really smart of him. It is. He's he's where he should be. And sometimes, you know, people move up, the Mandalorian, and and then everything else suffers. You know, I think it. I don't. He's making great money. He's got creative control. He's putting out amazing content. There's no reason for him to move where he is. Yeah. You don't need to own the store. You, you just, don't, you don't the, change I, you something know. that's not broken. You don't fix exactly. anything that's not broken. The IPs exactly. that he's in control of, he, he wants to see to fruition as well. Like he wants Now, to as see you that. know, I don't go into like the, the, the people behind the thing so much, but why do people want Kathleen Kennedy fired? It's the sequel, the sequel trilogy. Fans weren't happy with the sequel trilogy, even though they absolutely loved Rogue One and Solo, which she was involved in very deeply. And Rogue One was so good. The sequel trilogy, she really wasn't involved in, and that's where everybody is crucifying her with the with that trilogy. And now we see Mandalorian. We have Ahsoka coming out with her own show. We have New- Rangers of the New Republic, the yep. Boba Fett show, all these shows that we want to see, but fans are still like, fire her! You know, I got to say, every, every fandom has its toxic fans. Yes. And this, I do think, is like a toxicity thing, because when um, The Force Awakens came out, I loved it. I was happy for the nostalgia. I didn't care if it was a recycled story. Yeah. If if you even got like, I didn't care about the whole Mary Sue. I didn't care. I went there to see Star Wars, and I saw everything that I loved about Star Wars. Um, yeah. Not so much with the Last Jedi, <laughs> um, but I appreciate yeah, that, that the effort a... that was put in in Rise of the Skywalker's to try to right the ship as much as possibly. And and overall, I don't hate the trilogy, but to put that all on one person, yeah. 
when there was it, multiple directors it, like, involved. When, when The Force Awakens came out, they were complaining that it was too much of a, of a rerun. So then, okay, yeah. they went to The Last Jedi, did something completely different. Then they got mad that it was too different. And then they went and did The Rise of the Skywalker, where, again, they tried to bring it back to the um, to the first one. And they're complaining about it being a rerun again and her being a Mary Sue. And, and like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. if, if you hate it that much, write your own. <laughs> but Disney, like, Disney won't let you do that. You also had... You also had a, a <laughs> Mouse won't let you do that. Disney was saying just call it Far Stars or something. <laughs> far Stars. Yeah. A galaxy Star. very, very close to you now. And it's Juan Polo and, you know, Empress the Kaya. Like, Juan Polo and Princess. Oh, yeah. And his know. brother Marco. <laughs> <laughs> On the next episode Princess Panamea. Yeah. Star I mean, Petals. <laughs> Kat, we also had a difference in directors as well yeah. so like the original yeah. trilogy yeah. The with the trilogy. first and the third you and had, excuse me seven and nine and eight you eight had, had a different director we talked about how George. my feelings about mr ryan johnson rain johnson yes rain so, johnson rain. george george lucas went four five so and why six, are you putting it all on him and one I'm two not, and three well he is responsible for the movie that he put out he is you know so he, he also didn't read oh, no. the source material not at all a lot of people let him do it yeah, but he, Chris, if you say he openly one more fucking time. Oh my god, I know. Um, thank you, Kelly. God damn it, I've heard that word. Material. Well, he openly says that he doesn't care about it. Like he he just, he just, it was a paycheck, and he, he did not follow the lore. He didn't care about the lore. He just, you know. So I do think that (laughs) blame for that lies with him. Put those back on right now. Skills <laughs> <laughs> me. The scores material. It's clearly states. Are you trying to say something about people who wear glasses? I'm trying to look like a nerd. There you go. Now you finally fit. Um, so one thing that also fits is this next rumor. I'm sorry, story. Thank you. Kat. Not to me. That had nothing to do with you. That was towards Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker series reportedly Ooh. coming to Disney Plus, given all the spinoffs Lucas was announcing, like I just mentioned. The cameo uh, one-off is not just going to be the studio's only big plans for Luke Skywalker. Uh, nothing's been officially announced yet, mind you, but according to a new report by Giant Freaking Robot, because of course... You can always trust a giant freaking robot. I do. A Jaeger. Superman. A Luke Skywalker solo series is in. I want to know how Sebastian Stan is going to be able to do two shows at once. Blocking. Block your time. This set. Yeah, that his, set. his hair is so good. Organizational skills. His they hair make is so these different. things called. Gonna have wigs. to do a really good wig. I like how we all accept that it's going to be him. Yeah, no, it can't be anybody else. <laughs> he is clearly the one who is supposed to be looking like Luke Skywalker. End of end yeah. of podcast. It's, um, it's mitigating called, time. Yeah, and Mark Under Hamill contract. <laughs> Mark Hamill with his expensive Lucky CGI. Skywalker. <laughs> that's not exactly a, a you know a, a viable option for the company. <laughs> Just all right, Mark. We're going to do this expensive CGI. Luke, Luke, do twenty seven episodes. It's Luke Starwalker. There you go. <laughs> it's Duke from, from Star Duke. Star Battles and his brother Bo. Duke and Bo Skywalker. <laughs> Star they drive Walker. around Skywalker. and Skywalker. Skywalker. Or Sky no, wait. Star, Star Walker. Walker. Star Walker. There you go. 
the USS it, General Lee. There you go. <laughs> His middle name is at at. <laughs> so the giant freaking oh. robot points out that this series could be our best shot at seeing much of the expanded universe <laughs> R- material. R2, me too. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> R2, me too. <laughs> so That's not a use the force moment there, Kelly. <laughs> no. We'll use the force to stay on course, but... For instance, with this series, we could get expanded universe stuff like Mara Jade, the Sith assassin, turned Luke Skywalker's wife, because of course you know he hit that. And He's you a know redhead. Who, you and, know then have, wanted, uh, and then she wanted. And then she wanted the green saber. You know, everybody likes redheads. For, for Mar- 80s Mar- cartoons, Jade? man, have shaped us all. My exactly. wife's a redhead. My daughter's a redhead. We know where your allegiances lie. Yeah. Um, to the Sith. No souls. I know, no souls in the house. That's that's why they make good Sith. <laughs> so who they have tapped for Mara Jade is Karen Gillian. I love that. Nebula? I yep. love yeah. Doctor Who. How dare you? You call her Nebula? Yeah. No Rory and Amy? I no know. love for Rory uh, and Amy? I, okay. I do have love for Rory and Amy, but she's always Amelia Pond, the little girl to me. All right. Even though enough. we only got one episode of her, and like, what was it? Like five seasons. This is like five seconds in the in the send off with Matt Smith. That yeah. First episode though of Amelia yeah. Pond. Like I never call her Amy. She's always Amelia. Amelia Pond. Pond. All right. Well, Amelia Pond is going to be eyed for the Mira Jade role. But I like the thought of Luke Skywalker getting a little stinky on his hang down lightsaber. But this is funny to me because now you have Bucky and Nebula. Um, <laughs> Bucky and Nebula pulling double pulling double duty on a Luke Skywalker show. Bucky and Nebula what? getting double teamed. That's right. Luke, why, might be why, why, why is your arm that made of metal? Almost beats the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we'll have to see how this story turns out. Another story that I hope turns out well is the next one because Sigourney Weaver confirms Galaxy Quest sequel is still in the works. Uh, I don't know. Without Alan Rickman? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the only reason why. They were in the middle of reviving it, and there was a script, and there was another sequel written uh, by writer Gob, uh, Bob Galt, uh, Gordon. Uh, the movie is also witty, and it was in a, and it's released. Essentially, they have an idea to work around uh, Alan... Uh, not Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's passing, yeah. 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 And I don't know if I like that. Alan Rickman, uh, he was a very... Take your heart out with a spoon. It was... Oh, that's, what, as the Sheriff of Nottingham. You know, by Grabthar's Hammer is what you're looking for. Yes, by Grabthar's Hammer, man. So, I mean, with Alan Rickman, as the, all the you know numerous roles that he's done, yeah, I loved him as Dr. Lazarus, right? right in right. Galaxy Quest, because he was Alan Rickman as an actor... In Galaxy Quest. That's the role he played. <laughs> You're really played getting himself. three characters in there. Yeah. Um, but the, the, it's like I don't want them to recast it for sure. But at the same time, to to go on without not just him as an, as the actor and as the character he played, but, but, but the, how he fit into that ensemble. Like yeah. the character that he played in conjunction with everyone else, they now don't have that anymore. And you can't just stick somebody else in there because even if you don't 
call it his replacement, we know that it's his replacement. Absolutely. And yeah. I and I don't I don't know. Yeah. I'm all for like I loved Galaxy Quest. I would have loved to see a sequel because it was smart and it was funny and it was very tongue in cheek and it's a great film that you can watch over and over and over again and it doesn't it it will age well. I just don't know how you can recapture that kind of They're going TNG. That chemistry with them. Well, they're going TNG with the sequel to where it's the old cast being, you know, replaced by a new younger cast in the Galaxy Quest show. So it's essentially their take on the historical documents. You know, the Star Trek Next Generation of, you know, Star uh, of Star Trek. So I kind of like that to where if that's the premise for the movie, you have like, you know, even the aliens come back. Is you know? this supposed to be a movie that that is um, turning into a series or? Not sure at this point. At, at this okay. point, I think it's just the movie sequel. Some movies don't need to be remade or have a sequel. But this one has Tim Allen. It does have Tim Allen, but you know what? That is all the more reason not to make it, in my opinion. There we go. <laughs> Next story. Did you know, and this ties in with the next story, but did you know that Tim Allen was once arrested in an airport for trafficking cocaine? Yes. Yeah. Everybody yeah. does. Well, there's another cocaine addict. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> yeah. There's another cocaine addict, and that's, that's in this next story, because Elizabeth Banks is to direct Cocaine Bear, based on a true story. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, uh, excuse me, Elizabeth Banks is signed on to direct the thriller Cocaine Bear produ- from producers. Hi, my name's Cocaine Bear. Philip Lord and Chris Miller, not that Chris. I'm now sober. The filmmaker duo, Lord and Miller, best known for their work on weeks. the animated films Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the Lego Movie, and Spider-Man Into the, no, mul- into the Spider-Verse. Their live-action resume includes 21 Jump Street and the sequel, 22 Jump Street. Banks previously worked with the producers on the Lego movie franchise and recently directed the Charlie's Angels movie. I'm now working as a mentor. Now, per deadline, Elizabeth Banks has found her next directorial project in the thriller Cocaine Bear for Universal. Reuniting with her producers, the film was written by Jimmy Warden, uh, the babysitter, the babysitter killer queen, uh, that was his previous work, uh, will tell the unbelievable true story of a 175-pound black bear that consumed 70 pounds of cocaine, a true story that was reported by the New York Times in 1985. <laughs> that was a fun weekend. And this is not a comedy, by the way. You would think this is the perfect premise. Funny, no, because a a bear that's cracked out is a super killing. (laughs) Oh my god, man! (laughs) That motherfucker. It's not like he's stoned and looking. We've all seen that. We've all seen that gif. You know the meme of the bear in the snow, and it's cocaine. That was literally this bear to eat anything. Yeah, but can you imagine trying to put down? A bear that's on no, no, how the, much the cocaine? cocaine? Seventy pounds. The cocaine that him. you cannot stop that. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, during... I, had th- I had I had seven horse tranquilizers in my ass. So oh, during seventy might do it. During the drug run from Colombia, former narcotics officer turned smuggler Andrew Thornton dropped 
a duffel bag of filled with cocaine from an airplane over the Chattahoochee National Forest. Her best friend. Uh, He's still alive. The bear, where it dev- mm-hmm. a bear devoured it. The bear was later found. No kidding. Overdosed and dead. And oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, they they did rule it an overdose. Somehow consuming 70 pounds of cocaine will kill a bear. I don't know. <laughs> if he had just stopped at 69. You know, giggity. Giggity. <laughs> so after the bear was dead, you would think, okay, let the furries go ahead and consume his insides, circle of life. No. The bear was stuffed, and they even named it Pablo Escobar, and then maybe it turned it into a morbid tourist attraction. Oh, that's like God. that's like a that's a typical Matt joke. Like if I ever, <laughs> I would do something like that. <laughs> Name me this. No, I wonder how Pablo Escobar thinks about that. But it like, did the bear? Like did the bear go like on a rampage or something? They don't know what happened one after he, he overdosed. Ate it and... Overdosed, dead. You see my work in Narcos. So what are they? What exactly he, are they he making? Consumed seventy pounds of cocaine. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna make it happen like in a town so that it can attack people. Though this outlandish true story, which is uh, the the film is based on, sounds like a fuel for a bizarre comedy. Cocaine bear will reportedly be. A character-driven thriller. And filming begins this summer. Main character is Yogi. <laughs> we're get some I should have stuck with Peppermint Basket. Only you can snore forest fires. I'm sorry, Pablo Escobar is the main <gasps> character. They send in Smokey to handle it. Yes. Smokey is the best supporting, <laughs> best supporting character. In that they movie. get him out of retirement. He's grizzled. So I think get you're it. missing a title. It uh, would be... He's all grizzly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I like that joke. You could have had it Speak as the jokes, guys. Cocaine Cow Bear versus Smokey the Bear, and that would have been a great title, I think. Is this going to be the next Sharknado? This is going to be like Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> Maybe, but with Barney Cocaine and Cocaine Bear the versus Smokey. I'll tell you. I'll tell you where this movie's going Smokey to be. Bear all day. This movie's. This movie's going to be at our next story. Which is only you cannot be a jackass. Is the gaming DVD exchange over at 23 East State Street, Media PA? You walk in the door and Mark will say, Broski. And of course, he will also tell you that Katarina is banned <laughs> from my store. Shush. As well, the Chris is secretly growing his hair back. I know it. But his favorite one is that Kelly and I are twins. Yeah. Yeah, that it is. That it is. So you may find cocaine, co- uh, cocaine bear later on, years in the future, on the five dollar wall where everything is just five dollars. That's probably where it'll go directly because no <laughs> right next to Spider Man Three. Okay, somebody has to go into the five dollar wall and uh, pick up every single game and be like, "How much is this one? How much is this? One? <laughs> How much is this one? Five dollars." You would walk in and immediately go to the wall, and he would just look at you. I can't. I'm already banned, no. and I haven't even done it yet. <laughs> he would hear you ding ding. Somebody else has to do over. it for me. No, no, you can. Like, we could do no. it for you. We just go in there, we Facetime, and then, and then you like you just all you have to do is. Mark, like, how, how much, much is this game? <laughs> Mark, yeah. how much is this game? Yeah. Mark, <laughs> we'll make it happen. We Mark, will make Mark, it happen. Mark, Mark. So, Mark will definitely be there for you over there at the Game and DVD Exchange. 
There you go. And, of course, these people are going to be here, which is Outer Worlds murder on Eridanos. We have a release date. And the release date <laughs> is next week. Ooh. Obsidian Entertainment and Pi- uh, Private Division have announced the Outer Worlds Murder on Eridanos, the second and final DLC-, DLC expansion for the game. And it will be received March 17th, 2021, and released on the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. I still it, have yet to finish this game. I love this game. I actually I haven't finished the first DLC. Um, but I haven't even finished the core game It's yet. Fallout New Vegas in space is pretty much what it is and it's every the story is rich the character uh, characters and choices and gameplay and everything about this game is amazing and that's what I really love about it murder on Eridanos involves a, mis- a murder mystery where the famous spokesperson Halcyon Helen is killed ahead of release of its brand new item called Spectrum Brown Vodka you and your crew must travel across the island of Eridanos in order to solve the mystery. A new gadget is given to the player called the discrepancy amplifier, which can highlight hints and temporal inconsistencies that cannot be seen with the naked eye. Uh, the floating island of Eridanos provide a new unique world on the murder of Eridanos for the player to explore, such as the Grand Colonial Hotel and the food corporation Rizzo's Groves. Uh, there is also three new science weapons, as well as new weapons and armor variants for players. Additional, additionally, the DLC will increase the player's level cap by three and will provide new perks and flaws to further customize your character. Uh, Outer Worlds is available on PC, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and is currently unknown when uh, it is currently unknown when the Switch players will receive the Murder on Eridanos uh, DLC. But it is reported that that is in pre-production. You know what I want Obsidian Entertainment to do is to kind of create a DLC for Spaceballs to be connected to Outer Worlds. Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay. Maybe yeah. a mod for that? Yeah, maybe maybe a mod, or maybe they make an official thing, just making like a time loop, and they just go through time, and, and then they're in the Spaceballs world, and they yeah. connect it that way. I well, that. I mean, I definitely want Get people to... Get on it, to, Mel Brooks. I definitely want people to check out this game, The Outer Worlds, if you haven't, because it's fantastic. It is an amazing game. You know, it's everything that you would have wanted out of a Fallout game in space. You know, uh, The Outer Wilds. Similar title name, also awesome, but this one's better. Another thing that may be better is the next story. Microsoft confirms some Bethesda games will be exclusive to the Xbox. That was already of like a foregone conclusion. Yeah, and they announced like 20-some games that'll be going on to Xbox uh, Game Pass. Tomorrow, actually. Yeah, tomorrow. And, uh, you know. Like, you know, just some of the back catalog stuff. Yeah, some of their new games coming out. Will that already have agreements with PlayStation, like Deathloop and such, they're still going to come out on PlayStation as of right now. Microsoft should just play it, you know, play play nice with the other. Uh, kids well, the they already have an, a, a a history of being more open than PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, they should just keep that night play nice agreement with the other 
with the other platforms and just let them, you know, maybe make it a, like a, a timed thing and be on Game Pass first and then like after a certain duration, then they can go on to PlayStation and, and Nintendo. But, you know, yeah. don't don't. I mean, going on Xbox first and then eventually releasing to PlayStation, that's essentially what PlayStation does anyway. Don't uh, don't be against the gamer. The gamer chooses the platform that they choose. I just think that they're going to be acting more <laughs> like Sony because that's already what Sony does. We have our shit. You're going to come to our console or fuck you. And then a year later, like, you know, we can make some more money off that game we didn't release out to them. And then they release it. So where that's where really where I see that coming from, and I I mean it's good that I think you know, this will give Bethesda a certain backing to where maybe we won't see some of the you know fouled up bits and the you know misgivings that we have from them. Yeah, I mean the the things that we got initially from Fallout seventy six is kind of like what what uh, like gave to this deal of happening with with uh, Zenosoft and Microsoft. Oh, is that how you say that? <laughs> Zenosoft? Uh, Zen- Zenimax? Is that Zenimax. how you say it? Zenimax. Zenimax? You forgot the B. I put a B in there. Zenimax? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Zenimax. All company. their games have huge Well, no, now issues. that they're under Microsoft, they may have lost the B. Well, the, let's see what they can produce first. They may get the D, but they yeah. lost the B. Um, but... We'll have to see how this goes. Obviously, Microsoft has already left Minecraft wide well open to everybody and Mojang. So we'll have to see if they do well, that they realize with some that the, properties. It's a cash cow for them, so they're just going to let that be. It's, it's you know, like Microsoft. Fall, it's like Fallout. their Pokemon. I don't see Fallout being an exclusive Microsoft title. Until now. ESO, like Elder Scrolls Six. I don't see that being a fall. Uh, I, I do not see that being a Microsoft-only title. Now, maybe exclusive for a certain period of time, but I don't see, you know, anybody in the gaming nerd community being okay with only being able to play that on, you know, Xbox or PC. Yeah, I mean, you know. As wide a range that is already. Just let the gamer play on the platform that they want. Yeah, that's what I think, but that's not what they're going to do. That's from old They're times. trying to move Xboxes here, and yeah. that doesn't sell product. That's from times of old. A lot like this next story. Because it looks old, but it's all new. Just has a retro feel. Teenage Mutant this Ninja Turtles. Awesome. Shredder's Revenge rises out of the ooze. The Teenage Mutant Turtles are back in Shredder's Revenge, a new co-op brawler that transports fans to a franchise golden era of video games. Developed it by in partnership by two Turtles-loving studios, Dotemo of Streets of Rage 4 and Windjammers 2, and Tribute Games of Panzer Paladin and Mercenary Games. Oh, uh, no. Shredder's Revenge is an original. Oh, and there is also a awesome trailer. I got it. I got it. Stop fighting me. Shredder's Revenge is an original adventure where up to four players defend the sewers and streets in a brawl inspired by TMNT's arcade heyday, namely Turtles in Time. And just from this, you get that Turtles in Time kind of feel. Yeah. But you also get that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show feel to where it really transports you back in time. Uh, the game's worth its salt. Shredder's Revenge lets up to four players 
team up both locally and online. Crossplay is to be determined to beat their ta- beat the tar out of their villains like uh, Foot Clan, Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder himself. The game draws inspiration from the iconic 1987 animated show, and if you're somehow worried that the developers don't understand the source material, Ooh, put the glasses back on. Mm. It's a drinking game. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Every time he says source material, I copied and pasted this article long before we had this source material bit. (laughs) I didn't say it, so it doesn't count. You know, part of me kind of wishes that it was 8 bit. Is it 8 bit? Well, 32, at least. It's just drawn in 8 and 16 bit. Yeah. Sponsored by Um, It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, both Dotemo and Tribute Games are staffed by old-school TMNT fans who, like many of us, were raised by the classic cartoon and collected a multitude of his toys and spent way too much money on the arcade game. So, you I have fans. the foot soldiers at the screen. Yeah, you have fans of the game, especially Turtles in Time. Who does not remember playing that arcade game? It was I so have it on my 360. And getting a new version... And it's almost like, man, I wish they would have done another game. This is the opportunity you have. You can do older graphics and have a new game, and it will still sell. It'll still be popular. Now, um, with with this one coming out, can we get a segue from this to the last Ronin? In I mean, game format? in game form, I really hope, although... That would be a dark... Even game. in 16-bit, that'd be really fucking... That'd be really metal, man. That'd be that, really fucking... That would be dope. It'd be would metal, be. but it'd be really, really heavy. You know? Michelangelo, only one left. Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, Master Splinter, all dead. Casey Jones, murked. April's a bitch. <laughs> and Mike, all that do you blame her <laughs> and then michelangelo has this whole stick up his ass because all his brothers are dead and he was too busy smoking bongs and eating pizza, pizza in the corner bastards exactly that she spent so much money on pizza and they didn't appreciate it she was not appreciated not to mention she never exploited them to become a rich and famous reporter exactly that's very and she was a shitty was a reporter good a real shitty she was reporter a good Unlike Casey Jones. A good friend, shitty reporter. I'll stick with that one. I'll agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, no, April. Just no. Yeah, real real reporters would have just taken the job. Yeah. So there's currently no release date on this game. And uh, Demito and uh, Tribute Games understand the pressure of, uh, of delivering this kind of a game. So they understand that fans' expect- expectations are high. And... We'll just have to see if these pizza-eating martial artists will be as good as it looks. As long as they have the sound clip of my toe, my toe, I'm still sold. Well, this next story may have a couple (laughs) clips from that, which is, of course, Adam Sessler and Kevin, I'm never going to get your name right. Pereira. Pereira. There you go. Officially rejoining G4 for the reboot. Pereira. Pereira. Thank you. For <laughs> many young gamers in the Pereira. 2000s, G4 was their introduction to the gaming community. 
And yes, there are uh, people on TV that love video games as much as them. And uh, they like to have lots of fun, too. You can also listen to video games on the Internet. No way. So last year, it was teased that G4 was back on its way in November. And the... There was a G4 union featuring members of the original cast, um, and uh, there were uh, they were reminiscing about the highs and lows of the show and the X-Play and the attack of the show. The special also announced that the WWE superstar Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, would be one of those hosts on the new G4. Everyone involved in the reunion expressed an interest in participating in the G4 reboot in some way or form, but nothing was official until now. So you have two people, uh, Axe Play, Attack on Show. I was never a big G4 person, mainly because any time I tuned into G4, it was Cops or TN, uh, TNG. Yeah, you got, you got the bitter end of, of G4 before it became Esquire. And then slowly faded away into oblivion. Um, Prior to that, it was, you know, X-Play. It was Attack the Show. um, uh, They They had gameplay, right? Yeah, they had gameplay. Um, The the old American Gladiator Titan, I forget his name, but he he did, like, you know, uh, a game show that was, like, Game vs. Gamer. Um, so yeah, there was there was definitely some content there. It was just ahead of its time. It wasn't ready yeah. for yeah. It's it, it's ready now. So. The gaming industry it wasn't what it is now, where there's definitely more of a market and, for it. And cable networks didn't take it seriously now. And then well, if they did, they they saw the and just of as our beautiful guest Lisa Wilcox said earlier that there's so much more content and so many platforms on which to put because, that content. Yeah. There's more than one place where this can quite nicely just settle in and have a good time. And we're like, speaking, of, speaking of things changing like that, like for, did you, for example, today, Roblox IPO going public. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, the shares went to, they, they went to a $45 billion company, yep. Yeah, you know, and their, their stocks went. Like, GameStop from, went up again. Because yeah. they're going, they're going all digital. For, we're going more like digital. Twenty on the to forty-five dollars a piece, like. And uh, I huge. give six dollars to Roblox every month for my daughter's Robux. Mm-hmm. So, Should just become a shareholder. I'm, I'm, there you go. <laughs> I might as well. Just become a shareholder, then you'll you at least be getting It's already back. too late for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lost. It's not too like, late for you. If you would have bought, I think there were like. No, there are like there. I could. I could, but it would be like I'd own part of a share, like not even a whole share. It's still something than nothing. Yeah. So I gained nine cents off my Twitter. So one of them said, "If you told me nine years ago that I'd be returning Scrooge McDuck fortune, yeah, if you told me nine years ago that I'd be returning to G four in twenty twenty one, I'd ask you if it would be on an episode of Cops." Added Pereira. I'm thrilled to be returning home, and I can't wait to bring fresh approach to the epic stunts, poorly conceived comedy sketches, and pop culture commentary that made Attack of the Show. I was about to say, most of that comment there kind of described us. Poorly conceived comedy sketches, pop culture commentary, and epic stunts. All we need is just for you to like go through the table right here, and then that's a stunt. No, no. We'll start doing those... those, uh, 
Well, well we had Mark's freezing butt, Mark's. and we had you know um, Twitchy freaking out over the dog. We can involve Mark and his wrestlers into the stunts, and then that's a full show. Boom. Done. There we have content. Not in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to find a different location. Uh, Mark has the location. I got, I got the bar. We can the bar. <laughs> there we the go. The last thing you need to do is mix stunts with liquor. Well, that's probably the last thing. He's this, already done that. Yeah, that's probably uh, the last yeah. thing this <laughs> next person like... needed to do because our next story definitely did not need any liquor. Matt tries so hard to plug right along. I do because Call of Duty lures <laughs> a fugitive out of hiding and it leads to his arrest. Dun, dun. So, uh, according to ABC News Twitter, Birmingham, England, police arrested a fugitive after he broke COVID-19 quarantine to go buy Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. <laughs> what are you doing, chap? I'm fine. Doesn't Cold he know War. you can get that shit digital now? The officers approached... Well, basically, the they camped. Yeah, the Until officers showed up. approached two men during a... Sus- that was a sniper. Due to spe- <laughs> suspicious behavior and asked them for information. And after their video game uh, explanation did not justify a break of quarantine... So you're heading first off to the gulag, are you? First off, motherfucker, I got to go get a video game. Should be an adequate excuse. This is towards my mental Correct. health. Because you play that game... And you're at home playing that game, so you're not out. So you're not out on the street. Right. Now, granted, like Big Brother said, they probably should have just bought that digitally. But seriously, now I don't they're understand. fugitives. I don't they're expect they have a available IP address. If they're playing Call of Duty, they do. <laughs> so, after giving fake names, one of the men attacked the officer. You don't truly play Call of Duty for the story anymore. Well, this is this guy definitely paid Call of Duty because after giving him a fake name, one of the uh, men Hi, attacked boss. the officer, leading the struggle before the officers detained him. It was then discovered that the offender was Clint Butler, an armed fugitive who had absconded a 17-year prison sentence. Butler was then returned to prison with a additional sentence for assault and obscenity of justice, and he Wait, was originally an armed robber. Wait. That's that was his original. Did, did they let him take the video game? You know, it doesn't actually say that. <laughs> he would still I'm need the console. I'm and say probably not. Well, he would oh, still need okay, the console well. too. So just like, yeah. well, even if you just had the, the game, game, yeah, you could have and the game, but the there's con- no console. You could have the game, but not the console. He's sitting there in his cell, just longingly, just caressing the case. Play it like, another 15 years when oh, I yeah. can't wait to play it. Here are your effects. I'm gonna get Keys. so many kills. <laughs> Call of Duty, Cold War. Call of Duty from All right, now I just ago. need a console that'll play it. Nothing's backwards compatible. <laughs> you have let to buy it, it again. Let me, let me take it to GameStop. You're only going to get one cent. Wouldn't that be ironic if he cut, he gets out of prison 15 years later? He goes, oh, I'm sorry. This, all these consoles are not backwards compatible that far, man. You got to buy it again. And then he breaks into a GameStop to try to fucking steal it again. And then gets another 15 years? That's almost a fucking TV movie. If you don't learn your lesson after two times being in there, yeah, you you deserve to be in there for the rest of your life. Yeah. So 
unfortunately, Call of Duty series has a recent history of tragic news headlines. Last month, a 19-year-old Call of Duty mobile esports player, Ingrid Oliver Bueno, was murdered by a fellow player in Brazil. The uh, premeditated murder shocked the esports community and led to greater talks about violence against women in the country. But that story is is misleading. The, if you read the whole story, they were friends before, um, and they actually were hanging out like yeah. best friends when that happened. No way. Hmm. So a little bit misleading there, but. Even still, I still don't think it's a good idea if you're trying to avoid the authorities to go to a GameStop and buy Call of Duty. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't respect the authorities. They did not respect the authorities. They did not, but the armed robbery and absconity prison charges. I just love that you keep on saying absconity so beautifully. I know. I get so so many words right. That it really offsets all the ones I get wrong. No, it doesn't. You sure? <laughs> sure That's what I was justifying to myself. Nope. No, it doesn't. It doesn't? Okay. No, it doesn't. Uh, see, I would say it does, yeah. but I'm clearly the nicest one here. Yes, you are. Clearly. Both of those guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but that also brings us to our end segment, which is sponsored oh, yeah. by Katarina Thermoscara and Thermoscara Pharmaceuticals. No. Um, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Even if that she shit was would, a placebo. She would be oh, my God. She would still be rich. Every week. Oh, my God. Yes. Every single Wonder Woman fan, Lisa Wilcox included, would be like, Thermoscara Pharmaceuticals, bitch. Pay for all of her houses. The tagline is, just a little prick. <laughs> Chris, and we're on. not talking about you now. Okay. Yeah, 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 no. Uh, Once again, reaffirming I'm the nice one. <laughs> Thank you. New nickname. <laughs> um, end segment. What if you could die in a horror film? What death would it be? And by whom, kids? Ugh, that's a rough one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna skip. I gotta think. I got it. <laughs> go, go, I got go, mine. Go. My immediate would be death by snoo snoo, but I want to think of something better. Death is that snoo. horror though? Okay, you guys ready? We can make it hardcore. 1982, The Thing. <laughs> All right, remember the okay. movie The Thing in 1982. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a po- part of that movie where a guy gets his, he dies by his arms getting ripped off by a gaping chest cavity. What? So it's the weirdest death I could find and I can remember. <laughs> All right. He, so he's trying to use the paddles on this guy and his hands go right through and his chest bites his arms off. I remember that. So that was, that was mine just because it was so out there. But there was one other one that I that I remember that was super funny. There's two of them actually. 1992 Sleepwalkers. The chick kills a guy with a corn cob by stabbing him in the back with a corn cob. Okay. I don't know if you. I don't know if you. I'm remember, gonna like, assume it was uncooked. It was a cooked <laughs> cooked corn cob. Was there uh, butter on it? Well, that makes all the difference. <laughs> Probably. Maybe that's why it slid in so smoothly. Butter and yeah. salt, so that way the salt would stink. And another funny one was the popcorn seduction one from Troll 2 in 1990, where they're about to get it on, and they're like, 
she's like playing with the corn. It's it's hilarious. I'm but, gonna yeah. go uh, honestly on that one. There was a scene in Freddy vs. Jason. It was uh, the teens were fucking. The girl goes in, to the shower, and then Jason just pretty much folds the dude up in half in the bed, and he literally just breaks in half like a fucking pretzel. I remember that. Too. And then he goes in and kills the woman. I would want to be that. that guy just because he got to finish. <laughs> Do you want to be that killed in the middle? You're going like to be a, you're going to be a devil of a ghost. You're going to be fucking with everybody because you couldn't come. All right, I want to be that guy. I got the job done. I think I'm happy. Oh shit, I'm dead. No At harm, no you, foul. Yeah. So, so same in the same movie, the first death in that movie, where he didn't finish. I think I think it's that one where they were in a tent, and she was on uh, top. Yeah, and, and she and sat somebody up put and... a sign through them and like went up. I remember and went up with her body. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to be happy because they didn't finish. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to be killed, just be killed after sex. That is the like ultimate. Right after sex. That's the ultimate kill in a horror well, movie. Then, then you're just never going to be happy. The hungry ghost. <laughs> you know, the hungry ghost. You're hungry never going to be happier. You're never going to be happier. Yeah, you're, talking, right then. You're, you're talking about happier. the entire plot point of species. Yes. All right. That's species. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. That's where I'd be. I'd be one of them schmucks. I like that. I just said mine because it was hilarious. Like the one with the I would have pegged you. I suggest mine. you guys going back. <laughs> I suggest you going back and looking at it. It's freaking hilarious. I, I would have yeah. pegged you as a killer clowns in outer space kind of guy. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> with, ironically, with the, with you the look whole, like that kind with of With the whole cotton candy death. Yeah. Like blood death. Yeah. You know, the clown's like spinning your blood and it's in outer space. So the blood, he can really kind of move it around the cotton candy. Get it all uh, red, and then just takes a big bite out of it, and laughs. End scene. Done. Warner Brothers, call me. What about what about uh, in a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street four? Uh, hey! uh, soul what pizza. The soul pizza. Oh. Uh, yeah. Do you remember the pizza that with the, with the faces on it? Oh my god, you guys. That's terrifying. You guys catch up on your shit. Terrifying. Do you want me to eat pizza ever again? Come on. I've watched. Borderline. A lot of horror movies, but only once. Like I have never gone back and rewatched a horror film, so I have forgotten quite a bit of what I've seen. You just watch it through your fingers. I'm more of a sci-fi than a horror, but uh, my picks were like I had more than one. (laughs) The glasses come out (laughs) because um, I was trying to think about films that had an impact on me when I was younger, like stuff that really scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Um, And the very first horror movie that I watched that I remember watching is remember how it used to be once a week. I think it was like Thursday nights or Friday nights where it was like the chiller night might have been different in pennsylvania but there was like one night that was dedicated to horror movies yeah and i remember um i was at my cousin's house and so they were watching it so i was watching with them they're like well you can stay up if you don't get scared i'm like i'm not gonna be scared and they watched the movie called empire of the ants i had to look this up because i didn't remember what the name of it was (laughs) and it's giant ants that attack (laughs) and Wow. The sheriff goes running up to it to to do God knows what, but it catches him in the pincers and like sucks him up mm. and is eating him and like the blood is gushing down. And I was terrified. 
But in my mind, it translated to, like, if you step on a certain amount, like, if you kill a certain amount of ants by, like, stepping on them or whatever, like, if you're the ant bully, that eventually the giant ants would come for you. Mm. So I was, like, in perpetual fear for I don't know how long that Mm -hmm. I had, like, if I accidentally stepped on an ant or something, that that would be, the the, like, the quota. I hit it, and that the giant ants would come for me. I have this image. A young cat. Sleeping in bed, she's trying to go to sleep. A little ant just kind of like crawls all the way up. Like, uh, uh. I would, I would not, hey, I would hey, let it. I saw you step on my brother, bitch. I am not. not, 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 not. No, you have to understand these giants Giant. were the giants. These spiders were giant size. They were not like these this ants big. were giant size. They were like, I don't know, SUV sized, maybe bigger. Okay. Um, so eight, the size of a Yukon or the size of an man Between his pincers. Like, think about the giant spiders in, like, the Harry Potter films and stuff. But they were huge. Like, are we talking about a Kia, like a, a Kia Sportage, or are we talking about a Yukon here? Because <laughs> We're talking S- about an Escalade. SUV, SUV is a very broad term, all right? That's well, like saying well, There American. are crossovers, and there are mini SUVs. I'm talking about... Like the GMC. Okay. How about the mini Yukon. The big diggity. Big. <laughs> what you do on your own time big. is not our business. But or monster truck size, but they were huge. So for nostalgia purposes, I would like to go that way. Old uh, man, how you going? The so I had to rank mine. I, I had to pick. You know, I had three in my mind, so I'm going to rank them since I, you know, everybody's just doing it anyway. Good. Go with uh, number one. <laughs> Um, no. Uh, <laughs> the movie, Number one. The movie Slither was a bad horror movie, but had a good concept with Michael Rooker. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. After that, it would have been Slither. Slither. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So after that, it would have been... Would have been <laughs> you just want to go to a concert? Yeah. Would have been... Arachno- they were friends with John Walsh and the Eagles, though. All right. Well, Arachnophobia with Jeff Daniels. Cool. Oh, oh yeah, no. But the so ultimate spiders. the ultimate yeah, one for me, me because it would be considered as a trophy would be Predator. Wow, okay. skeleton uh, and head. He would walk right by me because he knows I'm no threat whatsoever. Trophy. <laughs> so when he kills you, you're a trophy. He'd look at me. He'd be like, mm, "She'll give herself a heart attack and die." <laughs> Just walk by. Her. Uh, right down that line, but I'd like to be eaten by one of the aliens. Not ah. the face sucker, one of the big ones with the mouth. The big ones with the mouth. Just go face right through your head. Face yes. instantly. I think face huggers as a kid scared me more than anything. Chucky scared me Dude. more than anything. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember the first time Big Brother and I watched Aliens. The first time. It got to the part where we watched it all the way up to the part to where the face sucker all their ma- uh, suddenly just jumps up to the glass. We both jumped out of our skin, shut off the movie, and watched something else. <laughs> when they re- the when they rebooted, me so bad. when they rebooted when the and that movie came out with Alien versus Predator, yeah. when when they slow mode the the face hugger going on to her, and they 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 did like a, a half camera pan, yeah, and then you just saw her just get attached and yeah. dropped. And then that was it. You, that was a that was a good. You know, I mean, you you look at those face huggers, and you just that was just, a good death. It was a good death. It was yeah. a good death. But I mean, it, I gotta say that that's the qu- big brother picked the quickest way to go. Boom! Alien tongue through your 
through your fucking head. Done. Instant. You didn't even know it was going to happen. Awesome death. No chest cavity. No. Yeah, no, no, no nothing. No pain. No suffering. You barely even felt that tongue going through your head, giggity. <laughs> or a Terminator 2. There just happened to be a blade head. through your head. You wouldn't feel yeah. that. Oh, the, uh, yeah. the yeah. yeah. The foster mom. I kind of thought in like a badass kind of death way that the way Arnie went out in that movie. <laughs> In the lava oh, with the thumbs up. thumbs up, that would be the ultimate badass way to go. Yeah, you can't. That's a that. hero's death. That's You're an anti-hero's death. Oh no, you'd have to start <laughs> off with the thumbs up because then you know rigamorti. You're just you just gotta hold it all the way to the end. <laughs> I don't think that worked. The way but if you hold it, it'll be a totally fin- uh, cinematic masterpiece on gotcha. the dark web. But. On that bombshell. On that bombshell, we have all of our horror deaths calculated out here and who we would want to kill us. But what we want to know is who would want to kill you? I mean, not literally. We don't want those emails. Not at all. Tell us who's after you. Tell us. (laughs) Do you have a stalker? The PJ and WH crime squad will be on the case. No. Different service. That's, that's, That's somebody else. But, That's a premium package. Yes. But what we want you to do is hop over here to pjaandwh.com. <laughs> the bonus features is getting called a, a thick boy. That's our only fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only fans. You got to separate it. But one thing you don't have to separate is your comment right here. You can leave us your name, your email, your message. Let us know if you have something luggy and nutty car-wise. Do you have a comment on one of our infamous end segments? Do you have a question? or that you want to ask the Triforce podcast, yeah. like, hey, how do I start a podcast? Well, you can be part of the PJANDWH Love Balloon. Go to PJANDWH.com and hit the contact us right here. Absolutely. And, of course, we end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous. And, of course, a huge thank you goes out to Lisa Wilcox, the Dream Master herself, Ultimate Billy Badass of Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5, Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, Boy Meets World, you know, uh, Mr. Belvedere. That's all you need to know. MacGyver. MacGyver. She worked on The Watcher. Even Bill and Ted's show. She was Missy Preston. That's pretty dope, too. Exactly. She was in so many things. We had a, such a great time talking and to her. Just it was an being absolute a pleasure. Thank you so much. Good human being. Absolutely, and she was really fun. She was really so fun. nice and cool. She was absolutely. Like, I just like her positivity. An yeah. amazing human being, great energy. through and through. And that's why I have to once again blow her again right here because that was amazing. It was probably one of the best po- uh, interviews and podcasts that we've had, and I'm really excited. Um, and another- a begrudging thank you to Mark for that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much to Mark Gervais who helped cultivate this and made this podcast ultimately the most epic podcast ever. We also want to thank out Frank Percy, Jenny Bay, Nyree Zimmer, Sean Ennis, Jay Masters, uh, Peter Valderrama, Valderrama, John Walsh, not Joe Walsh, from the Eagles. As well as you, loyal listener and watcher, thank you so much for liking, supporting, commenting, reposting the podcast, and just in general talking about us. And of course, this is a long drawn out goodbye. I'm Matthew Bugrow, the Madman. To my right is Christopher Bristow, the old man, our omnipotent presence that is the producer, Big Brother. 
Stephen Bucarell. In the Projanger box, we have Katarina Thermoscara, one of a woman, and our own Iron Kelly, Kelly Collins. <laughs> of course, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. It's super crazy outside time. <laughs> Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. It should be amazing. A killer podcast. Obviously, we are just waiting for people to join. Um, and then I will hide ourselves as soon as somebody joins in. Yeah, because it doesn't give you that option right away. No. No, of course not. But I am... I've been super just excited about this one. Ah, Gwenpool. She's from the real world in a comic. She doesn't have any superpowers or anything. But... Hold on, what? She doesn't do anything? She doesn't have any superpowers, but she is acting like Deadpool. But, you know, Lady Deadpool and being a merc, but... She knows it's a comic, so she's doing whatever she wants because she knows she's going to be fine in the end. <laughs> it's the most, it's the most fantastic premise for Kinda a like comic that uh, that I have read recently. It's like Last Action Hero. Yes, yes, but, but exactly better. with Deadpool. <laughs> it's so ah, that movie amazing. was great. Remember that? It was amazing. <laughs> I love that. You put a three sixty on me. What? Who would you know be, what? You know who was who in would that be movie? better than Sylvester Stallone for Terminator? You know, <laughs> you, you know who was in that movie? Charles Dance. Oh well, we could dance if we want to. <laughs> no, not that dance. Because if your friends don't dance, then they're no friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is amazing, by the way, Kat. Just very so. awesome. My dress, thank you. There we go. Now very, you're full. Very excited for a reason to wear it because I usually wear it at conventions. So I'm glad we could facilitate that for you. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> Me too. I, oh just my don't God. Know, I just don't know if you'll survive by the end of the episode, though. Why? <laughs> TNG, the, it's not the same stigma, dude. That's just TOS. Okay. What? TNG, the next generation? Oh. Yes. TOS being the original series. I'm not hip to the lingo. That's I. He doesn't get too good with anagrams. It's I L L A P. So we got all the nerds together for a uh, without Frank this once, so we can spoil. Let's do Wandavision while we still can. Okie dokie. Um, Wandavision series is done. Series mm-hmm. is done. First things first. I want to get an overall. Do you feel good about it, or are you, you know, questionable about the series in a whole? Um, no, I feel good about it, but then again, I didn't have the expectation. This is where I came in when I was talking about, like, the overabundance of spoilers and articles and theories and stuff, and people consume so much of it that they're waiting for any of 87 million things to happen. And when none of those things me. happen, they're like, yeah, well, guy? what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, I was that guy. I looked at 
nothing. So had no expectations. Although I did, you know, like the whole Luke Skywalker, my my mind went straight to Magneto. Yeah. So um, well, I actually had posted a point. the article the night before where Paul Bettany was talking about working with yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing, though. I, I <laughs> loved it as a up. whole. I love that as a whole. You loved it as a whole? I loved it as a whole. The only thing that got me was, like, you know, they had to resort to, like, the standard stigma of flying around and throwing shit at, them, at each other. I liked the twist, though, because you yes. were like, hang on, Wanda, you're, all, you're always precise when you throw your magic around. Why are you missing? And yes, then when was- she brings up the runes, you're like, oh, clever girl. Thanks yeah. for the lesson. But also, she left the townsfolk with their memories of what happened. She didn't have to do that. That's true. Yeah. And knowing that, that yeah. you know, they're going to hate her and make her a villain, which she is in that, in this sense. I mean, all intent purposes, yeah, she's a villain. She, she is 100%. She's the villain here, but she's letting them keep everything that they had instead of, you know, cause it's nothing to her to just. Sometimes you have to be the anti-hero. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she made that choice to give them full access to what happened and, and to keep that. Yeah. And know that that made her a terrible person in their eyes, probably because she knows that she deserves it. And this is where you get the, like, will she ever be, like, truly evil? I don't think so. Because deep down, she thinks that she deserve she, she knows what she did was wrong and that she deserved whatever backlash comes to her for it. And at the end of the day, she didn't steal Vision, which we were under the impression for... Yeah, I like that twist like, as well. ...for half the season. There were a lot of... Yeah. The whole, okay, Vision against Vision, and then it was the ship, and then he was just like, oh, bet, and then he, like, left. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, bye. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like the series. I also... I, like I really it. appreciate how... Twitchy Wilson needs to be admitted. They didn't. They didn't just like, hey, here's another cameo. Here's another yeah. cameo. They kept it their own original idea and and series. It was a, the series was truly about WandaVision. the The villain was grief. Hello, mm-hmm. hey buddy. Hello, sir. Congrats. Talking WandaVision. Congrats on monetizing yourself there, sir. Woo! Thank you. Yeah, you can help. You can help. Uh, I, I, I'm, I told so, you. So, while we're talking about it, just like real quick. You know how like in like the like the third, second or third episode, I don't know, when, when Rambo, when Monica showed up outside of reading um, Rambo. Westview, Westville, oh, Westville. not that one. Not, not reading Rambo. Where he said that there was somebody in the witness protection in that town. Yeah, we're thinking Ralph is what the internet... I was thinking Ralph Boner, because that sounds like the kind of name that he would give himself. Although I I liked how Ralph was like in the same house as Agatha, and that answers... Who Ralph is when well, Ralph who her was husband was that she's been yeah. alluding to this whole time. Yeah, I really appreciated that. Ralph Boner. I'm here. I'm just going to be walking around for a minute. All right. Whatever you got to do. Walking Restless leg syndrome affects us all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Does I appreciate about it. There, sir? So there that was, was my thought was that Boner is... Um, Really big. Is really Quicksilver. Yeah, that's what I think. She said boner. <laughs> nice. 
So uh, my qualm with it is that there was also a lack of cameos. You know, you promised me a fucking cameo. Yeah, but sometimes oh. but you, you know what? It's good because be then it's just a show of cameos and not a story yeah. moving forward. Yes. Now, I also I, I like how uh, it ended and how it left it Same. open for uh, Doctor Strange, too. And I really think that. With the end credit scenes, you know, you mm-hmm. almost have a place or an idea in your mind on where we're going to see these characters next. Darcy, you know, uh, Thor, th- uh, Love and Thunder, yeah, um, uh, you know, John Captain Woo, Ant Man, Quantumania, Monica Rambo. I'm thinking Secret Invasion as well as Cap- uh, Captain Marvel too. Yeah, and you know, Scarlet. Obviously, we know Doctor Strange. So, right. keeping it that. Now we're going into Falcon Winter Soldier. This is going to be Sam's story, they're saying, because they haven't had anything Sam. And Sam... Uh, Explicit towards Sam, yeah. Yeah, and he didn't have to audition for the role. Anthony Mackie. He's the only person that didn't have to audition for the role in the MCU. Well, see, him and Jeremy Renner had, did a movie called The Hurt Locker, so that's where they had that in. So Jeremy Renner's like, no, you got to hire my boy. Yep, yep, pretty much. All right. Fair enough. The Hurt Locker was a great movie. I don't think that it was a bad call to do that. Um, But, yeah, overall, I was very satisfied. But I do think that the reason I was very satisfied is because I didn't deep dive. (laughs) Yeah. Into all the eight gajillion theories out there. Sometimes just enjoying the show and what they provide you is what you need to do. Well, you know, that's why I want to go in with, like, no, expect- no, like as blind as possible. Pretty much. I don't want to know. It's a good thing you're on a news podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and yet, I still managed to miss most of it. <laughs> That's fine. I don't listen to my own podcast, and I edit it. Me neither. Uh, and Wait, he, I listen to it while we do one. it. <laughs> yeah, several of them. Although I went in and. I know, last week's was so funny. I actually did oh end God. up listening to it. I cried. Usually, usually I, I can't listen to it again. because I don't like hearing my own voice. You get over. Oh, that. who does? I don't. But you get over. That. I ended up listening to last week's because we had so much fun, and I really <laughs> wanted oh to kind God. of relive some of those um, twat moments. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the moments like that. And it, there were a bunch of those moments in the last podcast. Yeah, which there were. really last week was hilarious. Oh my God, it was just way too funny. And that's like how good it was. What caught me was you were going like, I'm an adult, I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could think that could really... Bring myself back together. You're an adult. You're doing a podcast. Asha Twat is not supposed to be that funny. <laughs> oh, she is a squirter. Big you Brother broke everyone. Oh. But it is every That's, time. That that's what we're aiming for. I love how Twitchy Wilson is wearing a shirt with, of himself with himself. That, that Winning really at is, himself. That, that really is the greatest. With you on the back. With me on the back. <laughs> Am I the only one that wore anything Trek related? No, I'm, I'm wearing a red shirt. I'm also <laughs> off camera. <laughs> so he's, he's Big not, Brother's the I'm red shirt. I'm wearing a 35-year-old red shirt. Wait, you mean she wasn't in Assassin's Creed? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I completely, I completely misdressed. All right, you going to wait for me to change? Was she Spider-Man? No. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. 
I had um a cat. I had Connor record my his jewel pods uh, under my wallet. Record two audio drops for today. It was <laughs> pretty damn funny. They're going to be coming really? out the podcast. Oh yeah, hang on, I got those. So it's not just this one. Katarina is banned from my store. That's oh, he a, can suck it. That's old hat. Okay, he that's hasn't old hat. Noticed that I do this every time that plays. <laughs> <laughs> if he has, he hasn't said anything. I haven't noticed either, and I edit it. Um, there's this new one. Welcome, Lisa, to Try for us. Aww. <laughs> Isn't that adorable? That's so cute. I know. It'd be even cuter when we have him swear. Hey, do you yeah. think that this will show up on her IMDb? I fucking hope so. I hope so. If someone enters it. And then, of course, I got this one from wait, wait. I got this one from Big Brother. Start the crock pot, because yeah. it's going to be long. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you set it on low. If you set it on high, it won't be. So then we have this one. Our island cat. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one's priceless. Pajamas pajamming? Perjangers pajanging. Say that. Pajangers pajamming? (laughs) (laughs) It's good enough. Close enough. (laughs) And he, that old man at the end is going to be its own clip. I'm going to go through that one, but I just thought. Pajamas, pajamas? Is that hilarious. Is freaking cutest pajamas, thing. Pajamas. Isn't it? Yep. It's yep. the fact that he actually wants to do these things for me. That's that's the b- best part of it. It really is. It really I, did, is. I didn't get him to record that. I mean, one. and listen to how young he is in this one. That was young. We get him young yeah, like the was, Jedi Temple, like man. 18 months ago. Yeah, we get them young, baby form like the Jedis and mold them into our Pajanger image. Uh, We're just going to kidnap your kid. How about that? (laughs) We're not evil. Make sure you grant him a seat on the council or... (laughs) You come out like, uh, what was his name, Lumberg from uh, Office Space? Like, yeah, going to need your child. (laughs) I'm going to need you to come in and not be on the council either. (laughs) (laughs) I was going for the other bro- the other button, but that, that works better. That yeah, that even, better. even better. Yeah, that's what we call awesome. You you know what you got to isolate is us doing the live from the delivery room. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And just so you guys know, he, he went in on it. He was like live from the delivery room. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> that that is what I need to I need to isolate live <laughs> from the out. delivery room. And we can go live with that every week. Live. Do you from know the delivery that room. half of you is like half of your background is still showing? Like I can see. Part of oh, Kelly, room. she's okay? talking to you. Yeah. Okay. He's trying to give him a little inside peek as to how Zatreyu lives. You know, a little background Easter egg for his fans. Those are the trophies behind his green screen. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all bottles of alcohol. <laughs> like we said, trophies. trophies. <laughs> That's that was from the Drunken Olympics, sir. I was watching the episode today because I wanted it to be like super super fresh, and. I had forgotten how hilariously bad it could be at certain points. Oh, and yeah. Like, first, 
I don't know, the first 10 minutes of the episode when they got into the, the fight with, like, the ice pirates. Yeah. <laughs> and then Worf yeah. is like, they don't, um, what is it? words don't matter to them. They only respond to this. And he holds up his phaser. <laughs> and I was like, dude, take it easy. <laughs> Like, they only respond to yeah, the, the this. 90s, the they 90s only hokey. respond to this. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I love that episode, mainly because she gave the crew of the Enterprise space COVID. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or as you so and, adequately called it, Spovid. And further, further, like, entrenches Riker is a hoe. He is straight <laughs> up hoe. Right, he right, will right. literally yeah. have sex with anything. Moves. Little blonde thing comes in the door. He's like, how are you? I'm uh, Commander <laughs> William Riker. <laughs> Give him a little wink. Here's oh, my, here's my cabin and, like, number. She comes to his room basically saying that, that her boss wants her to like screw him. And at first he's like, <laughs> he pulls out the tr- big trombone. He tur- like he turns and he's just like, oh, wah, wah, um, wah, wah, but I don't want you here as a servant. <laughs> I want you here as an equal, as a free person. She's like, oh, I'll go. And he's like, no, no, no. I still want to fuck you, but like, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is still happening. This is still happening. I just want <laughs> it to want be consensual. There are to cameras. say that it's consensual. There are cameras. Ca- cameras in the room. I have <laughs> I to have you say it's consensual. <laughs> R. Kelly was, only had two two songs at that point. Yeah. It yeah. was just so funny. It was so funny to me where he was like, at first, like, no, no, I can't if you're doing it out of a sense of duty. She's like, all right, then I'll leave. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> just say it's okay. Just say it's okay. Even though he's been outside go. about five to Go outside, man. Go. He's over there. Oh, now we're going to end it. Uh, yeah, uh, now nah, never mind. It's not super crazy outside time. No, it's not. No, not wait, anymore. wait. Your face is so red okay. right now. Yeah, now we are. Whew, yeah, that's because of all the blood rushing to my head from when I say. But you weren't green. That's I a plus. Okay, I gotta go do some chores. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Love you, buddy. Later, brother. You are awesome. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Of the glasses. Oh, he's gone. Oh. <laughs> that was awesome, cat. I gotta say, me and you kind of dominated that interview. <laughs> we did. You, know you guys did your homework. I wasn't even, you know, I was just gonna let it be. He had a, you had a good couple questions in there. I only need, I only need my few. And Kelly, with I think everybody really did their, really did their part. Big Brother had the good notion and sense to keep it on just the Zoom call. So it was you guys, and then keep us the in the talent. small corner. Keep it, the keep it on the talent. Producing of the podcast was on point. It's amazing, man. I, I thank every single one of you guys for coming. She in. was such a delight. I oh hope I see her on the con circuit because Robert England goes to every convention that I'm at. So, like, okay, now <laughs> bound, since, she's bound to be there too. And since we're in the end credit podcast here, yeah, now we can speculate. What fucking nerddom do you think she's in? I said DC, Marvel, and Doctor Who. Obviously, Doctor DC, Who DC. kind of easy to get into, so we're going to exclude that one. They wouldn't really care if you talked about it that much over here stateside. So I'm leading to believe she's going to be in a DC property as well as a Marvel property. I was thinking DC and Disney, actually. Not necessarily Marvel, but something Disney. Maybe one of the um, 
Star Wars tied in things that are going out. The New Republic or we could be completely out. unrelated because there is just there's just a lot of content coming out. She could be in the new Witcher. She could be in yeah. um, yeah. I left it uh, she open. She could be in man. the new Harry Potter stuff like I fucked up. Lord I left of the it, Rings. Who knows? I left it too open. I said fandom. Yeah. Fandom. There's a lot. And if you if yeah, you think dumb. of like fandom, fandom. specific yeah. to a show or fandom, fandom specific to like yeah. a genre, then you're you're really opening oh, up. She could be in anything, honestly, but um, it I was, was funny out. when I was going through her IMDb and then going through the pictures of her IMDb and like it brought back the memory. Like I can tell you, I remember every detail, but like I remember her and all of the things. I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she was one of those. Which people. is why I said like I unintentionally followed her career, having no yeah. idea. <laughs> God, she was just so fucking awesome. That was she was. I, I'm just blown away that our little rinky dink podcast could come so far. And, you know, in not to sound like obnoxious or anything, but because I work so many conventions and I'm a guest handler at so many of them, I sit with a lot of celebrities and I was still like, yeah, fangirling the F out. Like oh, I, yeah, played you were. <laughs> I was playing, I played tic-tac-toe with David Mazouz and like sang a song with, um, Freaking the T one thousand Robert Patrick, but like at the, but I'm sitting over here like oh my god, you were Utah. Oh my god, you were. It's Utah. You were killing me with that, but that's I know. okay. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> my. I didn't want to correct you, but I was like, oh. I'm glad you didn't. God, I would have been so embarrassed. I would never ever do something like that. Um, but yeah, it was. She was such a lovely, genuine person. And it was even yeah. funny when she was talking about the freaking toe rings. I had those guts. <laughs> <laughs> that was my so favorite part. I have to, I have to throw I a I just mentioned that here. just to give, you know, like, hey, so we're not just going to well, talk I about what no you did. I had no idea. Yeah, I was like, I'm not just going to talk about what you did when I was doing the, the research on it. I'm going to talk about what you're doing. And that's where I was like, toe ring, it's her own company. Like, I would want to talk about my company. Of course, I'm going to ask like, her about And they were like illusion ones. Yeah. And that's why I remembered it, because they were like the, the clear plastic that went on. I only, <laughs> like, I bought like a two-pack of them. And, oh, God, that was so funny. I had no idea. So, so I have to say I've been supporting here, her my whole life. <laughs> and you didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. Fucking awesome. So here, here, is, here is the... Uh, the, the little nugget. The Kavit? Here's Kaviat. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The Kavit. Here's the Kavit. He didn't swear one time this podcast. Yes, he did. Yeah, did. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. When was that? Not, not as much as I did, but he did. Not while, not not so much when she was on. I was not on when my she day. was here after she left. Oh, yeah. I was like, Radio fucking, rule. fucking, fuck. No, but after, no, Radio Radio rule. after Radio she rules. left. I think he said fuck and shit. I don't remember. It was. It was Radio Rules. Radio, we used to do because, the radio. Yeah. Back st- in the big day. Brother and I, when I was back in. Back in the day. We yeah. Yeah. We didn't time, remember. So back in the day, I was in eighth grade, and Big Brother and I, we moved to Oxford. And we would go to the Concord Mall like every Friday, something to do, go to the mall, hang out, and we'll look at the stores, walk through. On the way to the mall, we would call the local radio station WMMR. There was a DJ, Raz, he had the 420 Music Marathon. And we thought, man, wouldn't it be funny if we just called in, pretended to be like Stoner Brothers, and we could just come up with little, you know, comedy bits that we just pull on these people? So for about like a year, we would call in every Friday. Whether we got in or not, we would go in, call, 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 and we would get through. We'd listen to the uh, listen to the bit on the radio they would put through. Then after a year, we called him up and we we're like, "Hey, man, you know, can we come in studio?" Then he was like, "Absolutely." 
<laughs> and he went and, and he invited us in studio. And then we went through our whole first appearance in studio in Chuck and Charlie voice. So it was all Chuck and Charlie. Everything I said, it was up in this high pitch. And we tried to sound like stoners and everything. And then at the end of the podcast, just like I just did, Steve went up to Raz and he was like, you know, Raz, we have to tell you something. You know, we're not actually stoners. And Raz's face was like, you... Asshole. <laughs> you dirty rat. <laughs> yeah. And when we were, we would, for like, you know, two years or so after that, we would go into the radio station and we were even nominated for a national radio award for the time when we called in, said that we were trying to get to Canada, but we ended up in Mexico. Who needs directions? And then there was one time when Tasty, the Eagles right, got into the Super Bowl, yeah, and Tasty Cake asked us to do an advertise, uh, like an six. ad segment with yep. them yeah. for the green filling in the Tasty didn't Cakes. Get any money? From and me. it was like we were looking for all the wrong things with green filling, and we would call in Raz whenever we found like a hot dog with green filling or something yeah. else, and he'd be like, "No, that's not that. it. Don't eat that." And that's really where, like, I think, you know, this kind of started is I was in radio in eighth grade. So when she was on, we had this switch in our head. Yeah. Yeah. It's click radio rules. Yeah. Radio rules. Yeah. I did so not do a single place, innuendo, like, even when she kind of walked us right to one with Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not call him a hoe. <laughs> I was wrong. Oh, my God. I was hoping you were going to call him a hoe in front of her. I did oh, not. Shit. I was really proud. But that's like me really working proud. customer service. The customer ver- service voice is on. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I'm off that call, I'm like, that motherfucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's that, swi- that, su- that switch face. And when I was working in customer service, I first started going over to my job. There was a guy there who was taking over Express at the time. Um, and he was like, you know how I know you're a professional in the automotive industry? I said, how? I said, because you'll be sitting over here like, fuck that motherfucking hell. Like, hey, how can I help you? And instantly, look, no fake smile or anything. You look genuine. And I was like, well, you know, but, you know lots of other things came in between yeah. that. But, but, yeah, I, I, you always just, wanted yeah. to be an actor. Now you are. Yeah. yeah. For real, yeah. <laughs> Act every day. Like I'm happy, but I am happy with this podcast, and this is uh, this amazing. I'm gonna have so much fun, just like every time doing it. And God, if I could do this the rest of my life, I'll be happy. Doing it and doing it live. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Doing it, doing it, doing it live. Doing it, doing it, doing it live. We've now hit the musical portion of our program. Did you watch Coming to America? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Did. I did not. When they brought the twins out yes. at the end for the concert. <laughs> yes. Peaches oh and Cream. Was that, was that their name? Peaches and Cream? I don't remember. Um, you know, my name is Peaches, and I'm the best. All the DJs want to feel my breast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like we popped some good numbers. That was from Mark. Popped what? what did he say? He says, looks like we popped some good numbers tonight. He did a direct share on his on his page and on the Game and DVD Exchange and on Instagram. The handler, Pete. Not Pete. Mark. 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 Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mark is such a Leo man. That Leo oh energy is thrown. He is the man. And he just, it's like a no water on a duck's back. It just rolls right off. I'm like, there's nothing. 
Really, nothing. Getting quite possibly. He got us both of our guests. Like, old man got us our very first guest a very long time ago, which was Frank Link, a guy who was literally the longest comic owner, uh, comic book uh, you know, shop owner in Delco. 40 years. That, for 40 years. At and one that was location. like, oh my God, we get to I'll be honest with you. I didn't know guy. that you guys wanted guests. I thought this was just like a weekly news show because I... I mean, we're up for anything. We'll yeah, talk we'll, to anybody. We'll do anything. I know. I know a lot of people. I'll talk the dick off a statue. I didn't know that, that was something that you guys were looking for. Yeah, no, I, I, just, it. Yeah. I just reached out to my buddy, Tony Brown. He was an extra in Law Abiding Citizen with Gerard Butler. He was also in another movie as an extra. And he just actually got one of his first uh, act, you know, lead kind of acting roles in an indie movie called Drown the Clown. So I'm gonna have we're gonna have Tony Brown on. Um, bought a house off him. Him and his wife uh, Clarissa are, or Clarice are lovely. They're fucking great human beings. Gonna learn her name before we do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when there was that big thing in Puerto Rico to when they shut down like the the airports and everything, they were down there because that's where her family's from. So they were stuck down there in the airport. So, so Mark, there's, want, Mark wants to know should we get someone for next month. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Brian Spence. Yeah. Tell him try to get Brian Spence cuz that motherfucker was that motherfucker he Carl Urban. Mark was saying he's trying to get Brian Spence in because he uh, and I was looking through his uh, accreditations here. He was in um Star Wars episode 3 mm-hmm. as well as Matrix or Revolutions. And what was it? Legend of Seekers? You were saying something I don't remember. Legend of the Seeker? Yeah. Mark was really big into that. He's like, I really want you. I really What's want to get name? him on there. Uh, Brian Spence. I um, love the books. The TV show just didn't have the same feel. Yeah, so that's who I want on. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. If we anybody, I will do that interview th- segment in the beginning with everybody. I will talk to anybody. Okay. I'm a salesman. Literally. He will literally talk to. Everybody. I did it for a living. I talk to anybody. Yeah. I, yeah. I, no, I no, no. That's that. fine. I just. <laughs> I don't think we ever Gladly. talked about getting guests on the show before. I We've thought this was just. It. I honestly never oh, thought we, anybody like, would want to be on my news show. Kind of show that. So I, if I had known that, I would have been asking around. If um, we knew that, we would have said something. Oh God, yeah. We literally. Just but I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. So when when that came up with Mark, I was like, oh, they want they want guests. I didn't know we wanted guests either until he said, I can get this person on. And I was like, fuck yeah. Sure, why not? Um, okay. it, was always, it, it was always a, you know, eventually we'll do that yeah. kind of thing. I'll ask my, I'll ask my um, best friend, Richard Dreyfus if he wants to be on the show. I would love that. Yeah. I'm friends with Billy Boyd and Sean Austin's agent. Not to say that I could get Billy Boyd and Sean Austin, but I am friends with their agent. I can see. Can always ask. Can reach hey, out to her. The answer is always no until you ask. Yeah, I'll talk to. Maybe I can even get Robert England. I'm going to see him in June. Literally, anyone. Oh, God, that'd be. Awesome. I'd like a list of the cars ahead of time. The thing with Robert England, though, is that he he talks for a long. He can talk so, the entire podcast. We don't care. It would just he, he be us and entire. Robert England, and I would be okay with that. Just give him. Just I could give probably him the get two bucks, but he the, the he stories, probably yeah. want. But have him doing no. in the voice of Freddie. Oh my god, that'd be fucking awesome! You just have Robert England reading the stories, and then I, and I got another story for you, bitch. Like <laughs> that's not how he talks, though. Yeah, I know. He's very polite. And, uh, uh, he's actually he doesn't like that word. No, he doesn't. He doesn't swear in person. Like yeah, no. 
I swear a lot. He's like the doctor. He's just clean cut, awesome guy. He um, is very genuine with everyone that comes up to the table, but yeah. like not genuine in the sense where he's on, like he's performing and then he turns it off. Billy Boyd's kind of like that, where he's like very kind to everybody, but you can see that it's just like once the switch comes off, he's somebody else. Yeah. Um, Robert England is who he is all the time. Same with Sam Jones. Sam Jones is great. The Robert Patrick, I don't know if I would ever ask him because he is a diehard, like conservative, outspoken, we'll wait a bit, religious guy. Yeah, we'll wait a long bit. And he'll like and he forever. will um and and he will probably say some stuff that would. Now, Would Dan Aykroyd, you get that motherfucker on this podcast tomorrow. I've yet, I, I have not met Dan Aykroyd. I have met Chevy Chase, though. I'll talk to him about I space hear, and aliens all fucking day. <laughs> I heard Chevy Chase came around. We wouldn't mention that. Chevy, Chevy Chase kind of ran the gamut of being a dick and is now trying to be nice. So we'll see oh, how long that lasts. In that case, I'll yeah. tell you this. My ultimate goal is to get Bill Murray on this podcast because... No, you're never going to... No, that will... That's I know. Never that will never happen. I know. That's, that's my goal. Look, Unless you think Bill's going to show it. up at the... You'd have line. better luck getting Harold Ramis. <sighs> Damn. Look, with a little <laughs> bit of alchemy, I watched a show, a documentary on it. <laughs> I think we can I bring think, him back. I think that wasn't a documentary. I think you're watching me play Elder Scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm actually thinking of Full Metal Alchemist, and that All that right. didn't work out for them either. Um, so on that bombshell, this is the end of the end credits, and we want you to hit right here. Oh, that's the recording? oh yeah, man. Oh. We want you to hit right here. Okay. That's the that's where you're going to subscribe. You're going to like and comment below. <laughs> Above my head, you're going to find the very best Triforce podcast for you. And above the old man's head, that's the very best Projangers Wall Hangers video for you. And as we always say, one punch. One punch. <laughs>